蓝图心。No mess with intros, but today I'm feeling, feeling a little energized on this. Uh, what do we got? Wednesday, Wednesday night. Wednesday night, feeling good. Got Ben on the pod. It's been, it's kind of been a long time coming. Honestly. Like, <laughs> I've been waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Me and uh, well, first, like, how are you doing? Like, I'm doing great, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, got back from the gym. That's where we we didn't meet at the gym. Yeah. Right? yeah I was uh, gonna kind of like tell that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you wanna set it off yeah it's kind of a i guess i guess all meetings are kind of interesting in their own ways but like yeah me and me and ben matt and i are like we uh we used to like live on a street last year um together it's just like courtyard whole ordeal i don't even really know how to describe <laughs> it but uh they call the area on campus like the sophomore slums and like as you can probably tell, like that's all where a lot of the sophomores chilled out, and I think you're you're going into your senior year this year, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah senior year this year. So I'm I'm a year older than Ben, but um, I moved in there my sophomore year, and and then we renewed junior year, and I think yeah, someone must have moved out of your place, and mm-hmm. I think we just did we just like meet in the courtyard or something? I don't. Yeah, I don't, even know. I don't know to add on to it. It's kind of funny because. So I know you and your friends are, like, kind of, like, the people that got the whole courtyard together. Yeah. Like, every year there's, like, one group that, like, you have prints to out, like, a group me and puts it on all the windows. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, and to kind of set the scene for people who don't know, there's, like, a row on College Court. It's townhouses. And then there's yeah. a courtyard in the middle. And then, yeah, Farnbrook on the other side. So uh, which side were you on? Were you on the Farnbrook side? Yeah. Yeah, we were College Court side. I think you were the first person I met, and you are like... It was funny, too, because you were like, yeah, we're throwing a party, and the party was, like, a month and a half later. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah. Dude, yeah, I think now now it's coming back. Because what we ended up doing is, so we already lived in the place for a year, and that, that sophomore year was, like, peak COVID year. And, like, you know, it was just, like, there wasn't a lot of camaraderie. Like, we kind yeah. of expected going in that, like, people would be out in the courtyard and wanted to hang out, and, like, it yeah. was just kind of, like, weird tension, like, where, like, you saw the people, but, like, people were too scared to say hi so like we're like screw it like this year like and i like my roommates did not want to do this but after we realized it paid like big dividends like yeah we ended up like there's probably like i don't know what do you say like 40 units in this place yeah like yeah about that so everyone's everyone's back door is like facing the courtyard so we just decided like we're just gonna go knock on door to door and just be like hey like we're at 10 13 just wanted to let you know that like yeah, we got this big party coming yeah. up, like, in the courtyard just to yeah. celebrate, like, the new school year. Like, it was a few days before the game day, and, like, we kind of timed it in this way where, like, it was this weird time where, like, everyone was moved in, but it was, like, five days before the semester started. So, like, no one, unless you have, like, a job or something, like, no one's really doing anything. Mm-hmm. And, like, so mm-hmm. I think that's why we had such a good turnout in a way, because, like, everyone was, like, yeah, it was like a dark yeah. so it was like during the day and like no one had a ton going on and like yeah, we I think we ended up having like over a hundred people and it was pretty sweet. No, I, I, I respected that. You guys uh you guys started a trend too because after the next year when you guys moved out, I guess this year technically we uh yeah. we did the same thing. You we did, were like, yeah. We gotta, we gotta do a journey soon. Yeah. We're on the tradition, so we got 
Matt College Court 2023. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and people put in whatever parties to get people together. It was honestly a really cool thing to get a little community together. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it was, uh, it was, it was fun. It was yeah. Fun. It was a lot of fun. That's, that's <laughs> sweet. I, I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad to hear that because I think... I think I heard rumors when we were moving out that, like, someone was going to do it. And, like, yeah. I think for a while we were known as, like, I don't know, we were, like, you're the guys from, like, 1013, right? And we were, like, <laughs> we got, like, got a title. Yeah. I was, like, let's go. Yeah. Like, God, that, was, that was pretty awesome. But I, I, I don't know. I've always kind of been like that. Like, even going into this PhD, like, it's going to be in my, like, group mm-hmm. of people at Denver. It's, it's me and seven other people mm-hmm. in doing the same thing as me. So it's, like, this really tight-knit group, but, like, I already know going in, like, I, like, I was the dude that kind of reached out, got everyone's number, like, got the group chat going, you know? I just, like, I like people to feel, like, comfortable and, like, free to, like, speak up or, like, I just like the whole camaraderie aspect. We were talking about that before this started, and, like, just, like, I want it to be more of, like, a, more of, like, a team thing than... Like, everyone's, like, competing against each other kind of deal, you know? There is something, like, special about, like, that point where you, you like, reach out to someone, their guard's kind of up, and then you you meet that person, you kind of show a little, you're yeah. a little vulnerable. Like, you're out there at their door, they can be like, this guy's an idiot, yeah, get out of right. here. Yeah. So you show your vulnerability, and then there's a point where they're like, ah, he's a cool guy, let's yeah. party, and then and then you really get to know someone. I think yeah. there's, there's something really cool about that. No, that's true. I, I've... That's one thing I've learned on this podcast is that, like, and just, like, in life, that, like, if you're meeting someone new and if you're kind of, like, if you have your guard up, which, like, you naturally do, but if you kind of force yourself to, like, I don't even know, just, like, the best thing I've found is just to, like, make an absolute fool out of yourself in some way. Like, <laughs> like do something yeah. really dumb, do some dance move that you know is super cringy or, like... Um, like tell a really embarrassing story about yourself. Like, dude, yeah, this one time, like, I'm not, I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm not proud of this, but like, yeah. once you start telling people that they're like, Oh, like a couple more minutes in the pot. I want to hear some of those. Yeah. <laughs> dude, it's like, it, it makes it, it makes the other person feel like it's okay to like, kind of just feel like, like be, you know, that they can like be themselves around you. And yeah. Like, I don't It just like gets things going instead of this like whole, like, I don't know, like, Oh, like, you know, and I usually resort to this, like, you know, like, what's your major? Like, oh, like, where do you live? Where are you from? And it's like, I don't know. I think part of it's like, you go to enough parties, I bring in on enough guests, I just like talk to enough people and I'm just like, I'm at the point now where I'm just like kind of tired of the small talk and I'm just like, let's, let's like get to the good stuff, you know, because that's what everyone wants. Like, you know, like, yeah. I think there's a time and place. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a good little intro. You get levels. You got to get them open a little bit. Yeah. And slowly, slowly you get the embarrassing story. Yeah. But, uh, no, I totally agree. And I I respect that. I think, uh, I think like creating something, whether it's like taking that first step in a relationship with anybody, getting to know somebody or creating a podcast. I think I always respect people who, who are making something, doing something. Thank you, man. Oh, I appreciate that. A mover, a shaker, producer. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I wanted to say that before uh, before we, we really got into it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and then, yeah, I mean, after after we met in the courtyard, like, I feel like you invited me to a couple parties, I think, like, that you were having throughout the year. And then, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't like, for a while, like, I mean, we'd see each other and say hi, but we yeah. weren't, like, 
we weren't like tight or anything and then I think like every like all of a sudden like I you know I I like to go to go to the gym at like 6 6 30 and all of a sudden I just see this kid just showing <laughs> up every day like and yeah I mean similar to what you were saying about just like how you respect like people that create things like I'm totally on board with that but I I, I really respect people that like show like that consistency day in day out like some like sometimes I'll like you know I'll go in the morning and I'll see like the same faces and it's like I both know like (laughs) I saw this one guy who I've I I, we've we've been working out like at the same time together for like two years but like yeah we'll never really say anything and like I think I like asked him for a spot once and it was chill and then like I think I like tried to like talk to him the next time and he was just like very like cold and like kind of standoffish so I like kind of just stopped trying like Mm -hmm. But, like, a week ago, like, I was, instead of, like, going to the gym, I went on a run, Mm -hmm. and, like, I was, like, finishing up, I had, like, a quarter mile left, and I was, like, getting close to the brunch club over here, and all of a sudden I see him, and I'm like, yo, what up? (laughs) Because, like, I know he knows me, he's like, yeah, 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 you know, so, but that's kind of how the gym goes, but, like, I I respect all those people that, like, I I don't know their names. There's something in the air up there. Yeah, Yeah. but it's, like, people are on the grind, it's it's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I kind of wanted to get into that a little bit, because, like, you're, I mean, I feel like at this point you're not, like, you're not, like, new to the lifting scene, right? But, like, I mean, you started, like, fairly recent, right? Yeah, I mean, I've always been, um doing like working out i was in a swim team pretty much most of my life okay um like in hometowns back in brookfield so EBSC, okay. and brookfield. then yeah Sweet. and then a high school team so i was in i was doing a lot of cardio but then i was like i was super skinny and then it was sophomore year of college i was like i'm tired of being skinny i want to get yeah. jacked put on some weight so it took me a little bit to get back into like serious lifting and then uh, learning out how to like do a split do the exercises right do hypertrophy right the right rep ranges eat the right foods and then um so got into it and i've been yeah i've been lifting seriously since um probably sophomore year of college going into my senior year here so lifting pretty consistently six times a week and uh yeah and i this last like eight eight or so months i was i gained about 20 pounds of lean lean mass so pretty excited about that and uh goal is 180 by the end of uh end of summer here i'm 171 right okay. now and then i want to get uh like do you know what you were when you started sorry to cut you off yeah no no i was uh 150 okay and i started and then i got to 170 Dang. um pretty recently and then i'm i've been sort of around 170 i'm like 171 i weighed myself yesterday okay so uh yeah and uh we can get more into it however in depth you want to get yeah. into it too but I thought it was cool too. I didn't at UW you can get um, nutritionist just through UHS, so I was like, I just got a nutritionist. Turned out to be I think it was like some football nutritionist too. I was like, really? this is way too professional for what I need, but I'll take. Was it, it like was it was it pretty cheap? Like was it? It's free. I think. Are you serious? Yeah, through my UHS. Wow. So so yeah, I was like, I kind of had to do a little bit of like I got I signed up for the PT and I was like I printed out like my fitness goals. I was like, this is what I want to weigh. This is what I eat. And they're like, yeah, we'll get you a nutritionist or whatever. Apparently you can just do that and uh, what? Oh, man. show show I'm the nutritionist. I'm like two weeks, bro. I could I could have <laughs> that, man. Yeah, and they and then they it was really nice. They we went through everything I ate. They went through some of my lifts. It was more nutrition based, and then uh, 
And then it was like, yeah, they showed me the right mask gainer. I went on um, gold standard mask gainer. Mm-hmm. Um, is that like the green? It's it's gold. It's gold. Yeah, it's like gold and black. Okay. Um, it might be discontinued now. Last time I, I right now I'm eating the gold standard pro, but the gold standard mask gainer is the like the creme of the crop. However you say it, creme of the crop. Just like gainer. a ton of calories, ton of protein. Yeah, I, I think it's like 50 grams of protein, like 750 calories, and just a shit ton of carbs. Basically, you're just loading your body up. It's yeah. for skinny guys trying to gain a little bit of muscle. Right, yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it worked for me. So it's it's a lot of powder. It's like, I don't know if, like, it's those big scoops, you know what I mean? You take oh, two yeah. of those. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to do a mask in here for a little while. Okay, yeah. I did, the problem was, for me, it was just that, like, I'd go and do all these lifts, but then I'd, like, I'd find myself, like, not, just not eating enough calories and like you, you just can't build muscle like when you when you don't have enough food yeah you know? and, like so i was like okay i need i need a way to just get calories like quick you know and, mm-hmm. like i ended up like finding that and it was it worked out it was i think I only bought one or two of them but yeah for people that don't know like i don't know if anyone's seen like a protein scoop before but imagine that times like five <laughs> and then like yeah. they like want you to put like two scoops yeah i have like a mini blender bottle yeah, so i'm yeah. like okay just so, drinking like, powder at yeah it was just yeah. like thick so thick because I, I just didn't have enough room in the bottle yeah like you, you have to, you have to have like a big blender bottle, right? And like I just tanked it, man. I was I was down like bad to get big. Oh what? no no no! I, I put like, it in what? water, but <laughs> oh, I had a normal size. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. Oh yeah, I try to normally I'll drink my protein with milk in the morning. I'm a big milk guy. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Don't even get me started on it. <laughs> but um, and then I tried it once with milk, the weight gain, and I was like, okay, it was just like. I, it was just so thick. I could like feel the chunks in my mouth. I was just the like, milk's got oh. a ton of protein in yeah. it too. Yeah. 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 No, my breakfast is kind of, kind of on crack when it comes to protein. I, I usually yeah. have like a, I'll have like a protein shake. I'm a, I'm a, I've been on the creatine for a while. Okay. I, I like I like the creatine. You recommend um, that? Yeah, I think, um, from what I've from what I've seen, it's like safe and stuff too, mm-hmm. and it's it's not FDA approved, but like creatine's already like circulating in your body just at smaller like smaller mm-hmm. levels so i just take a little bit of that in the protein shake and then like i said i pour my like two percent milk in there which adds some more protein crack a few scrambled eggs yes sir and then um i usually like top it off with these like when i'm feeling crazy i'll buy like pro there's these like protein enriched english muffins mm-hmm and then I'll, I'll do that, toast those babies, and then I'll just slap some, like, um, like crunchy peanut butter on the English mouth. And I don't even want to know how much pro... Like, I'm, I'm taking, like, 50 grams to the dome, like, every morning, right, right after the workout. I like it, yeah. I've been on that breakfast for, like, a year now, and yeah. I like it, so... Yeah, I've been... Uh... Same thing, like a uh, mask gainer. I put I put it in my oatmeal now. It's a little gross. Oh really? Like, fruit. What, what's your What's my your girlfriend flavor? calls it protes, but oh, I got uh, yeah. Shut up. But uh, it's a uh, vanilla ice cream. It's the flavor. Okay, I mean that they go decent with oatmeal. I yeah. Feel like. Yeah. But are you so? What's your What's your aesthetic you're going for? Just to stay fit to get bigger. Yeah, people ask me that, and I think it's honestly what I've realized is like from these trips I went on. You know, like I told yeah. you, I was like. Yeah, I'm probably not going to work out in, like, a month, you know. It ended yeah. up being, like, 
I think close to two months and I came back and I was just like I kind of I talked about this on Life of the Germ a little bit but okay. I, I just I, I like I don't think I gave myself enough time like I I got back from my last vacation on like Saturday night and then that Monday like I had to go back in for 40s like 40 hour weeks and it was just like this crazy like switch from just like you know vacation mode to like work mode mm-hmm. and I got into it and I'm just like wow like this is like I usually almost always like 99% of the time I wake up and I feel like the same dude like that week I just like I, I just felt like terrible and like I I um there's like the the gym memberships that they have and they 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 have like the two-part membership i don't know there's like a part one that go through like you can buy it and it goes through the fourth and then the part two of the summer goes until like basically the start of the school year and like the i i came back the week before the fourth so like i didn't want to pay 45 dollars for the first half just to get a week out of it so i like called them up i was like do you have like a week pass for me and she's like yeah like no, we don't. Like, you'd have to buy, like, these $15 daily passes. And I'm like, okay, this is just not the yeah. move. So I was like, I'm yeah. just going to buy the second half. Like, just wait till after the fourth. And, like, I went on runs, but, like, I just, like, if I don't get, like, exercise in the day and it becomes, like, multiple days where I don't. And, like, mm-hmm. these vacations where it was, like, a couple months where it just, yeah. like, it, it just seems like it, it just got really pent up. And, like, it just felt like I had no release. Mm-hmm. And, like... Then, like, after the 4th, I started hitting the gym, and it wasn't, like, like, before my vacations, it was kind of, like, I felt burnt out on it, and, like, I don't know, you kind of go through phases of that after you've been doing it for a while, like, you're just, like, man, you wake up, and you're, like, I don't want to do this, but, like, that first week back, and, like, still, it's been, like, no, I know that this is going to be, like, nice, and, like, Mm -hmm. after you leave the gym, and it's, like, not only physically do you feel good, but it's like, for me, I think a lot of it, and I didn't realize this until I took this huge break, mm-hmm. is that it's just this, like, mental game where, yeah. like, I, I leave the gym, I eat, I take a shower, and, like, I just I just feel like myself, and not even that, I just feel, like, amazing. Like, I can't even describe it, but mm. I feel like I feel like you've probably, like, you probably understand a little bit what I'm talking about, like, after a workout, and just... I just mentally feel like stable and like any challenge that presents itself to me, like I know I'm going to be fine, you know, whereas like without exercise, some days I like, I think I just like my body has that pent up energy and it uses that towards like kind of stressing me out and it goes into stress instead of like going like kind of like releasing throughout my workout. Yeah. That makes sense. But no, I can totally see that. Yeah, so you say it's more for, like, that, almost the mental benefit of it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I also do it to stay in shape, too, right? Obviously. But, like, I mean, I'm not, I guess... He's looking good. I think I think yeah. you're, uh, thank you. You're <laughs> too, I, I think, I I don't know, it's it, it's definitely mental, but it's it's physical, too. Like, I know, I know it's good for me, but I'm not like you where it's, like, I don't, I guess I don't have these, like, I feel like you you have more like goals you want to hit and stuff like that. I think I'm different than like a lot of a lot of the people at the gym where like this is like, you know, if they don't get to this by this, it's like they're doing something wrong or something and like sure. 
I don't know. I, I, I guess I don't take it as seriously as other people do. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know? No, I think that's... I think the mental part of fitness is something a lot of people brush off, for sure. It doesn't get talked about enough. It doesn't. Think. And I think... Especially with things like running, like runner's high. I know there's like a ton of science behind some of that yeah. stuff. And yeah, the serotonin release you get. Yeah. I mean, starting your doubt with a workout is probably one of the best medications you can have. I, I don't know. Something about, I mean, you're, you, you do it in the morning sometimes. Yeah. Like what, what do you think? Like, do you think it's the same like morning or night? Like you think it's, it doesn't really make a difference for you or do you, would you prefer to do it in the morning? I think it does. Like a work, a workout. You get a workout straight in the morning. One of your hardest things out of the day, right away. I know. You feel That's like how you can I take feel about anything. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And then, and then, um, if you do it right away, like sometimes when you don't do it right away, I'm sure a lot of people feel this too. It's like it's later in the day, and you're like, ah, it's getting late. I have to do this. Like, there's no excuse. You yeah. go in the morning, you get it done, and then you have your rest of the day to do whatever you need to do. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I I follow a lot of guys like uh, Huberman and. Uh, David Goggins, if you yeah. know who that is. Uh, yeah, I think those guys are, are great for, like, motivation and stuff. Yeah. And it's, like, it's almost, it's a lot of, like, get over yourself. You know what I mean? No one, no one really cares. You got to you gotta stand up for yourself and, and get it done. And end of the day, you just got to go to the gym and do what you need to do. I like how blunt they are with that, too. Because yeah. Goggins is really, I listen to him and Rogan, like, their episode. And, like, Goggins is very just, yeah, yeah, he's, like, He's like, you know, like, it's easy when you have that motivation and you have someone like me standing up and being like, you know, get out of bed, like, how bad do you want this type stuff? But, like, mm-hmm. after a while, like, that's going to go away, you know? Like, mm-hmm. first first couple weeks, like, yeah, you're sore, but, like, if you can get through the first couple weeks, like, it kind of levels off. And I, I feel yeah. like you can understand, like, it gets easier as you kind of go on. But then, it, like, you don't get as sore, and, like, your body kind of gets acclimated to it. But then, after a certain point, I, and I don't know, it, it's different for everyone, but you you get to this point where it's just, like, you really, like, just don't want to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, like, that motivation isn't there anymore, and it's, like... Yeah. You just kind of, like, I don't know. Like, like you said, kind of just get over yourself and be, like... I think the best thing to do is just set aside a time and like just make a routine because then your body knows like okay this is this is when he's going like we yeah. know he's gonna go and mm-hmm. you just <laughs> you kind of just become like a robot about it and you're like yeah this is gonna suck but i'm gonna do it you yeah know? <laughs> like <laughs> no exactly i think um yeah i think exactly what you said i think motivation doesn't matter who you are your motivation is gonna go at some point and you gotta have either really good discipline and and really good habits so you don't even have to think about it. Yeah. So you just wake up, you get right onto it. I read um, Atomic Habits, if you've ever heard of yeah, that book. Yeah, I'd also recommend that too. My buddy just um, put me on that two two episodes ago. Oh, really? I, yeah. I've, yeah, I've gotten that recommendation like five times. It's really popular. I, I really it's a basic it. book to recommend, but... Uh, I mean, no, I'm not saying yeah. that, but I'm, I'm just saying like, it sounds like it's like very, it's been like very helpful to people. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. That and um, David Goggins' book, Can't Hurt Me. Oh, he has also, a book, too. Uh, yeah, also, the, if people don't know what I'm talking about, David Goggins, he's an ex-Navy SEAL. Yeah. Used to be 300 pounds, was giving up on life, and something in his head just flipped the switch, and he said, like, F it, dude. I'm gonna, just going to be the hardest man I on this planet. I didn't know he was, like, overweight and stuff, he was, really. Yeah, he was, 
you you almost committed suicide and he really? was, he was wow. it's a crazy book he had an incredibly tough upbringing i won't spoil the whole book but yeah abusive father everything was going wrong for him and uh and he just said i'm not gonna let life take me over started working out enlisted in the military went through all the branches went through navy seal training um yeah and then he started doing uh ultra marathons and ultra races after after his military stuff so very inspirational guy yeah I recommend he's yeah. he's something else but yeah i don't know i get like i just had another thought like touching back on like the whole like mental side of like working out and that stuff i think like a lot of the and i don't know maybe this is just a coincidence but a lot of the people that tell me like they like kind of like have like depressive episodes and things like that like I, I sometimes i'll ask them i'll be like do you like do you like exercise like regularly and like mm-hmm. a lot of times what i find is like people those like some of those people don't and i'm like yeah. you know people you know people say ther- see a therapist and i think that like definitely uh, yes i would agree with that but like i think a slept on thing is just like i'm not saying you got to go weightlifting but like exactly yeah just like get outside and do something you know get the heart rate up a little bit yeah that stuff's hard too because you don't know like what comes first like the chicken or the egg like are you going through a mental stuff and then it's really it's really hard to work out or are you just not working out in the first place that's true but i do think yeah i honestly i'm not a doctor i don't know exactly what i'm talking about but like before medications for me like i'd always would want to try like everything i can i'd exhaust all my resources working out is made such a difference in my life like meditate you know i mean do these things that that'll help you get a clear mind and and feel good about yourself before going to other things but that would be my uneducated two cents yeah so. right yeah boy <laughs> yeah. well, I, I, another thing we kind of touched on before the episode started is this idea of like kind of like giving yourself a challenge like like kind of what i was talking about with my phd like, yeah do you feel like you kind of like can relate on that and i like any sort of way like on the aspect of working out or like do you have, like, aspirations that you have that, like, are definitely challenging, but you're kind of, like, game on. Like, let's let's get it going. Oh, yeah. Like, I get into that stuff. It's kind of cringy, but I, I like that. Nah, like, the, yeah. like, the grind, whatever. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying to bench 225 is the goal I'm having. I'm maxing out soon. Um, I actually did a, uh, a road to 225 program. I have a friend who's on the powerlifting team, Jonah Morioka, and he... Uh, he gave me like some spreadsheets and stuff and I was benching like five times a week for a six week program. Holy smokes. And I went, I got from like a 170 bench to a 190. It was the last time I maxed out and that was a couple months ago. So I'm going to try again. I don't know if I'm going to do that exact program, but I'm probably sitting around like a 200, 200 bench yeah, right now. That's where I'm at. Yeah. And, um, you were there when I tried the, the 225, I think. You uh, were the spotter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I got... Maybe you're close, you? I think it was you. I'm pretty sure. I've seen you do two. I don't think I was 225. Okay, maybe it was someone else. 200 range, though. But, but. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, 225 is tough. Man. Yeah. I, I think I did, like, 210 or 215 the week before, and I was like, screw it. I'm just going to try it. Because yeah. it was right before vacation, and I was like, if I can get this, like, yeah. that would be legendary. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get there, man. Yeah, We're it's both very tough. Yeah, it's just like a matter of consistency, I mm-hmm. think. But. Yeah, what are you what are you going into for for school? 
Yeah, I'm doing uh, information systems. Okay. Let's do a little bit of business, a little bit of tech. My, that's and what my uh, roommate graduated with. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I'm doing the minor in Spanish. Business majors get a minor here at Madison, so... <laughs> In, in Spanish specifically. You have so. to? Or what? <laughs> I said that's, like, weird. No, no. that's like the typical thing to do. <laughs> Most majors can't get the Spanish minor. Oh, really? Yeah, but the business can, so, yeah. But, yeah, no, I just like the Latin American culture, so I hopefully can do some traveling over there, maybe work over there. Yeah, I like, that's like the openness, like the... The family nucleus, you know what I mean? and <laughs> The family nucleus. I mean, it's very, like, family-based, uh, like, yeah. culture. And uh, I just like how open it is. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, I, I, took, I took Spanish in high school, and I just... <laughs> I did not enjoy it. I, it's just, I think it's just the way they teach it. Like, I just... I, I genuinely don't believe, like, a language is meant to be taught in a classroom. Like, and I just... I think, I think maybe you learn the basics, but like, I think the best way to do it is from what I've seen too, is just, just immerse yourself in it really. Yeah. And just like, it's tough, but I think just forcing yourself to go up to people that like are down to like hear you fail and stutter. Like, I feel like you'd, and then they can maybe give you some tips on like what mm-hmm. you messed up on. Like, I feel like that's one of the best ways you can learn. And I don't know. I, I feel like that's probably a hot take, but I just, I just, I was not a fan of it. I no, just, not at all. I think, I think the, yeah, the way to learn is to go in one of those countries. Definitely immerse yourself, like you said. But, I don't know if you can learn. I also know if you take languages earlier on in life, it's much easier to pick up. Like, the later it gets, the harder it is to pick up languages. So yeah. Balancing those two things. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Just teaching your kids, like, when they're four, you know. Just like, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, my dad used to play, like, little Spanish videos for me when I was a kid. Oh, really? Like, he'd put on the tapes, and I'd be sitting there, like... It was called Muse, I think. I Do you remember know. a lot of it? I just remember, like, they'd always say, like, Yaman Solo, Yaman Solo. I don't know. What I was so little. Mean? What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, let's go or something. Oh, <laughs> Are you pretty good? Like, would you say you're, like, fluent at this point? Or? I'd say I'm proficient. I mean, really? I've been taking Spanish pretty much every semester. Yeah. And uh, I can hold the conversation. I speak Spanish to the people at Qdobo when I go. Oh, really? <laughs> They're like, who is this guy? That's cool. But, you're trying it out, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm think. just having fun, to be and, honest. Yeah, in high school, I was always, like, kind of afraid to, like, try it out. And we'd go to, like like Mexican restaurants and like yeah. my Spanish teacher <laughs> would be like try it and try it I was like no because no. No. that's just who I was Last back tequila. then tequila yeah, yeah it's all I know you know but I don't know I think yeah I, I feel like if I would go back to it it'd probably be like a, a different mm-hmm. maybe like a German or something like that I don't know well I feel for someone like you too like we were talking about that like that interpersonal connection and how special that is and like I don't know if there's much, like, if there's anything much specialer than, uh, like, learning someone's language, like, their own culture, and getting immersed in it when you're not from that, you know what I mean? Like, uh, there's something really cool about that, like, if someone grew up in, I don't know, some random country, didn't know anything, and comes to you and starts trying to speak English, and asks you how, like, LeBron James is, or something, and just, like, tries to get immersed in a little bit in your culture, I think that's, I don't know, there's something really cool about that as well. You can ask him about some soccer people yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. Kind of get it going. Make a fool out of myself. Yeah. But it's just like, um, just that like interpersonal connections. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it exactly. I'm struggling for words, but there's something no. cool about it. Yeah. No, that, that's something I've found to be like, 
me and my sister were talking about this in the car. Um, I went home last weekend, and we were having the good talks, me and Jenna, like we always do, and mm-hmm. um, she's, a, she's going into her junior year here, and so we'll always, like, um, I'm from Oshkosh, so it's, like, an hour and a half away, so it's, like, yeah. it's, uh, we'll go home on the same weekends and just kind of talk on the car at home, but I think one of the most valuable things I learned in college was just kind of the the realization of how important it is to like really just not only be you, but kind of like embrace who you are as a person, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think that like the, the traits that make you who you are, like, I think people sometimes see as like a, like kind of like flaws and like, Oh, I like stand out because of this. But like, I think it's better to see it as like an advantage. Cause you know that like, you're the only person that can do thing X in situation X, you know? And mm-hmm. it's just like, just like kind of knowing yourself and then like really just exploiting that and like using that to your advantage. Like, I don't know. One example is like in high school, I'd always kind of, I think you kind of learn in high school to be kind of like fit in and just like do what everyone else is doing. And I'd always do that, you know, I'd always mm-hmm. fit in and like, when you'd have those like cringy outbursts, the, the way you see is, is like cringe is just like kind of like a synonym of just like you just being yourself and like people just taking it as like, oh, why is he doing this? That like yeah. is different than everyone else kind of thing. Yeah. And something a little outside the box. Yeah. And that, that was like our favorite word. A little uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That was like our favorite word in high school. <laughs> like we'd call each other out, be like, you're cringy, you're this, you're that. And it's yeah. like, you know, with the boys, it's like, it's a joke, but like, I think after years of that, I kind of took it to heart and I like really like suppressed a lot of those things that made me who I am. And like slowly throughout college, I was like, you just start to care less and less, I think yeah. is what it is. And I'm at the point now where it's like, it, it's that, it's, it's a certain type of person that will call you out on that. And they'll mm-hmm. be like, and it, in, in reality, what I've realized, it's kind of like an anxious thing on their part. You know, so like someone will like, let's say I'm doing some cringy dance move at a wedding or something. And he's like, they're like, you know, Joe, the guy that's calling me out is just trying to make you like the laughing stock and make you just feel like embarrassed and just like, Mm -hmm. but deep down he knows that like, like you're making this the life of the party because you're having fun with it. That's all that really matters. So like Joe comes at me, you know, like, you know, he's so cringy, you know, like, and like. I think in high school, my instinct would always be like, oh, God, yeah, I am kind of, like, making a fool out of myself. <laughs> I should probably stop doing yeah, that. Yeah, but, yeah. like, it's gotten to the point now what I've realized is, like, if you, if you, like, not only don't back down from it, but, like, double down on it. Like, if yeah, you're already yeah, doing yeah. something cringy, like, Just go. keep it going yeah. or do something even more ridiculous. Like, what ends up happening is the person that calls you out ends up looking like the idiot because he's like oh like because you kind of like they kind of expect you to back down and be Mm -hmm. like yeah like you're right but like when you when you would kind of double down on it then they're like what am like they kind of look at themselves and they're like what am i doing like why am i like why am i like judging this person for just like being them you know Mm -hmm. and it's like i think it kind of gets them going on this introspective path and then all of a sudden you're just like and then they're joining you yeah yeah yeah. eventually they're starting like to just follow you around and it's like whoa like yeah what happened here (laughs) like you know i think that's something everybody has to learn too i mean that's just like high school i mean i remember i like like 
a lot of people, I'm sure, I really, you really care about what other people think. Like, yeah. You really want to fit in. You want to be yeah. cool. You want to be popular. And you want to be that guy. And when someone's popular or whatever says, hey, that's cringe, you got to you kind of take a step back. But it takes a certain level of confidence to be able to be like, you know it what? Is. I think that's the word I'm going to be, uh, yeah. I'm going to keep dancing. Yeah. And uh, I'm just going to live my life. I think at a certain point, too, in, when you get older a little bit in college, it's like, I'm getting older. Like, college is going to end. High school is over. If I don't do this dance, I won't ever do this dance <laughs> yeah, in exactly. college. If I don't yeah. take this moment, the moment's going to go. It's it's not going to be here for me in 10, 20. And what, yeah, and what am I going to think in 10, 20, 30 years? You know what I mean? When you look back you at all those times that you... That you could have danced. Yeah. Doing the funky dance of the what? Yeah. But I, I'm but joking afraid, about it. But yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's, it's all a metaphor too, for, yeah, yeah, a lot of different things. Or, I yeah. don't know. Like, a big thing that's been in my life, too, is just, like, kind of, I think, just kind of, like, asking for what you want more. So, like, mm-hmm. I think people are very scared of, like... I don't even, it doesn't even have to be with, like, girls, but just, like, any, like, anything, like, I don't know, like, say, take this podcast, for example, like, I could just, like, stick and just keep asking people that I'm, like, very familiar with and I'm comfortable with, but I think, at a certain point, it's, like, I might as well, like, try asking some people and, and just keep asking and asking and, like, seeing if I can bring on some, like, some people that, like, people outside of my friend group. Yeah. Um, might, might know and like, yeah, just see where that goes. Cause I think, I think it is cool to have like a different, a different perspective on things and bring on, bring on different people that have gone through different life experiences, you know? Yeah. And I think, yeah, take your risk. Like maybe ask someone who's kind of famous. Yeah. Maybe ask that professor, maybe ask whatever. Worst they can say is. No, worst they can do is probably maybe even make fun of you for asking. Yeah. But then guess what? You wake up the next morning, you make your bed, and eventually you get get the famous guy if you keep asking. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, and that I think that goes for a lot of things. I, I I think about things like that, and I I start second guessing myself, and then it's like it comes to that point where I have to like it feels like I should like I gotta like override that second that like yeah. second guess and be like no like. You kind of have to reflect, like, why am I doing that? Why am I second-guessing it? And mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, right, because it's like, there is a chance that they say no. And then yeah. if you're comfortable with the no, it's like, yeah, what do I have to lose at that point, you know? It's like, so much easier said on a podcast than done. Like, I, is, I don't want to talk. I've like, said I gotta it so figure many it out. Times, but, yeah. but I think, yeah, having that mindset and really envisioning the worst-case scenario has always yeah. been a, a beneficial for thing for me. I think envisioning the worst-case scenario and then some like philosophies like stoicism has helped me in the past too with it but like we don't have to get into that now but i think like yeah like you said like we were talking about before with the podcast like they make fun of you okay what happens they make fun of you you just get really really comfortable with with whatever happens then and then 99.99 percent of the time the worst case scenario does not happen yeah you know what i mean and Usually when you're taking the risk, something actually good happens. Yeah. It, even if it's not exactly what you were hoping would happen. So at least in my 21 years. Of no, no, I think, <laughs> I think that's true. I think like at the end of the day, people, people are going to usually like, I, I, I believe that like people want to be at least face to face, like nice to you, you know, like mm-hmm. deep down they want to like do the right thing and like. I've found that, like, especially if you can do things face-to-face, like, people people tend to be more straight up with you, and it's, like, 
it almost seems to a point now where like anything face to face almost feels like confrontational, you know, like, I don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but like, I, uh, I was trying to like buy a car the other day and Mm -hmm. like this guy was like messaging me on Facebook messenger. I like went up to my dad. I'm like, I was like going to make an offer on the car and, um, he kept messaging me and I was like, yeah, dude, I feel like I should like call him. And he's like, really? Like you, like, I feel like your generation isn't really like, yeah. isn't really like that you know like i think i think a lot of it, i don't know if my dad said that but a lot of like other other people that like are older than us like think that and like mm-hmm. i think it like a call or even like a direct face-to-face conversation like it is more like you can't like think about it like a text like you can't think especially like when i'm placing an offer on a car like i don't want the person on the other line to be like have all this time to think about like oh, like, he, he gave me this figure, like, what, you know? And then they consider all these different scenarios. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're in the moment with that kind of thing, it's, like, they got to, like, they got to, like, make the decision like that. And, um, yeah, I think I think it's especially important when you're, like, getting, like, at just asking for something you want to just, to just like, kind of just face whatever fears you might have and just, like, instead of shooting that text, maybe, like, give them a call or, like, just just talk to him in person because yeah i think i think as long as you have good intentions and you're going for the right thing and you're sticking your principles and your values just take the risk yeah and especially when you're younger almost always when you're younger just take the risk i think uh like we're at a point in our lives like if we go broke it doesn't really matter i'm already broke you know what i mean take the business risk talk to the girl just um yeah, you only live once, I guess. Yeah. It goes straight back to YOLO. Was it, that, does, dude. it does, It does, <laughs> But... It's such, like, a cliche. It is. Of, it really is. But, like, I don't know. The more you think about it, the more it's, like, very... It's very true. Yeah. You know? Like... Go to the podcast. Yeah. yeah whatever. Yeah, you know? Whatever <laughs> it is. Screw it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess... I, you still got one more year of college. Like, what's... I guess we're kind of on this theme. Like, what's what's, like... Like, if we're talking, like, grand scheme, like, not, not like, things you've learned in class or something, oh, okay. but, like, what, what's something that you've, like, kind of taken away, like, as, like, a life lesson in college, would you say? Like, I feel like there's so many of them, but... Oh, yeah. That's a big question. Yeah, it is. Not to put you on the spot, but... No, it's good. I think definitely, like, the social skills and taking risks in college, I think socially are... Um, probably some of the best skills I've learned and um, I think like we were talking like once you get past that initial phase of, of awkwardness usually a lot of good things come and being able to network and connect with people um, so definitely taking risks um, what about you too? jog my memory what do you think uh, what, what is something you learned from college? I think yeah honestly the social skills are have been huge. I think, I think college is a really cool thing because it's, it's just like cool intermediary between like the real world and having your parents look after you in high school. Yeah. It's like, you're still like kind of in a safe zone because you have, you have the university and you know, you can trust the university. Right. And Mm -hmm. like, so all these people around you are, I've, I've noticed this, like, you know, I, like, 
I, I guess anyone that goes to this university, I'd feel comfortable with, like, if they invited me over for, like, a drink or something, like, I wouldn't, like, really feel unsafe because, like, mm-hmm. I know that they go to the university and 99% of the time, like, if you're affiliated with that, like, yeah, you have classes and responsibilities and, like, there's a lot of other things you could say with that, but, like, so I think it's, it's cool in that aspect. Um, whereas, like, the real world, it's not like that. Like, I've realized that, like, um a big flaw of mine is kind of like being almost like too trusting of people and like trusting that like that new guy you meet on the side of the street is, is going to be real with you a hundred percent of the time. Cause that's just not the case. Like, mm-hmm. There are people out there that want to take advantage of you. And like, that's kind of been a lesson that I've slowly had to come to terms with mm-hmm. throughout my life. And it's not like looking out for those people, but at least like, having a good time but recognizing like that like that is always a possibility you know especially with people you don't know as well what percent of the people do you think like just in general are good versus bad like if you walked on the street like do you think like one out of ten people are gonna try to take advantage of you and do something bad if you had them over yeah i mean i think it's very like dependent on the city and the place you're in but i think um i feel like if you're just like you're just okay let's let's just take college out of it because i feel like if you're in college it's a lot lower i yeah. would say but let's just say like you have a job you're in like a, like a like city a like city. madison or something yeah, yeah, yeah. like that like or even go bigger maybe let's say like new york or something so yeah it's out of I, 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 I think i think one one out of ten or two out of ten is probably like a good, a good you think so like i think majority of people are just like just trying to like hit it off with you and have a good time but i think i think yeah i feel like there are some people out there that I mean, I've experienced it myself, you yeah. know, I just, you get run and it's like, wow, yeah, I wasn't expecting that to happen. I think there's definitely bad people out there, but I do think if you, it's almost your own demeanor. Like if you, if you treat other people with a lot of respect and like give them a smile, say, how are you doing? Yeah. I think even if they, I don't really think there's bad people. I think there's people that have had bad experiences and they've had bad you environment think? and yeah. maybe a little bit of genetics that have attributed to it, but but I think if you, you give those people a hand and you say, how's it going? You, I yeah. think even the bad people, I think, are going to like treat you with respect yeah. in the moment. And you might have to be careful. Like They might have incentives. If someone, they might yeah. need to steal your money for their family. It doesn't make them a bad person, but I don't know. That's just, uh, I guess, my two cents, too. No, that's, that's interesting. I think, I don't know. It's, I, I'm, because I, I always take that road, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm. I, I feel like I'm I'm a very social dude and like something I've realized throughout my life is I've 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 been able to and I, I do this on like unconsciously at this point but like I can kind of tell when people are like especially in like social situations when you have like that introvert who doesn't like know the rest of the group that well like I can tell they're uncomfortable so it's like just like figuring out ways to like get them in the conversation and like kind of alleviate some of that like social anxiety and mm-hmm. I, I i do it now with like i said without even thinking like yeah i can tell they're uncomfortable and i just kind of like oh like let's see what i can do to like kind of like make it like even like like what i said like i'll like i'll even take one for the team and just do something really cringy and then like yeah it gets everyone, yeah, it gets laughing, everyone but going. it's like yes that's what i want yeah, like, yeah. i just i just want everyone to like feel comfortable and yeah i think 
But you're the guy everyone appreciates at the party. Yeah, I mean, everyone's, I'm, I'm everyone's waiting for the, side, the tension to break. Okay, you know, like as long no, as like, no, no, it's no, a no, good no. time. Yeah, like, that's all I really care about. And I I know that like even when I'm embarrassing myself, like I've I've been learned I've like kind of learned to just like mm-hmm. have a fun with it regardless. So it, it it makes it fun for me in a way. But I don't know. It's I've run into a couple occurrences that. Yeah, I'm not going to name drop here, but anyone that, like, knows my life well enough, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, I've just been, I, I have been, people, you have to watch out for that, because I think, I think the respect thing is important, because if you can tell that, like, you treat them with this certain level of respect, with, like, with anyone, dude, like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't care, like, I don't know, a lot of people with, like, higher education, like, to really, like, look at, like, a construction worker and be like, Pfft like oh my gosh like that guy doesn't know squat and it's just like yeah i I, i'm not like that man like i'm gonna get my phd and i'm i'm not gonna do that because i know like everyone's cool in their own ways and i think that's like a reason why i have this podcast is like i don't care who you are like you have something valuable to say that other people would like benefit from you Mm -hmm. know and like that's kind of like why i like to have this but i think I've, I've learned to like treat other people with respect in that aspect, like show them that respect. But if you notice that like, that's not being reciprocated, that's something that you have to take note of and just Mm -hmm. like kind of have your guard up to that because there's been times where like, I, I, I give that respect and then it doesn't get reciprocated back to me. And I think it's partially on me too, but then like that Mm -hmm. person will continue to like kind of use me to their benefit over and over again because they know that like they know i'm a nice person and like i have good intentions yeah and no matter how how bad they treat me like i'll just like i'll just keep returning and like keep showing them that respect but i think a certain to a certain point it's like when when is it the last straw where you're just like okay i'm done i'm done giving this person that respect because they haven't they haven't returned the same for me and i think that's like an interesting cutoff i don't, I don't know like i don't know if that was clear or not but no like, what do you... i think that's uh I'm just, like a lot of people go through that and that's i think a lot of people think about that i um i think of it the same way as you do like game theory like economic game theory um i'm never i guess if you're familiar it's like you basically like in a social setting what it'd be is like you you initialize the the you initialize the situation with like something positive, like a good offer. Yeah, something. I always do that. And you do. Yeah. So like in a social like I initiate I give you respect and I wait for you to initiate um res- you can either give me respect or disrespect me. And if you give me that respect, then I keep giving you respect. Okay. And I basically I follow what you do. But yeah. if you if you give me no respect, then I then I don't give you respect as well. And you basically like follow the last thing the other person did. In economics, I think it works, if I remember right. I'm not an econ major, but from yeah. my econ class. And uh, I think socially that works, too. And no one's, like, throwing you around because they... If you, someone disrespects me, it's like, I don't have time, man. Like, yeah. oh, well, I'll move on. I'll meet someone yeah. cool, you know? But uh, if they do, then love to have a good relationship, so... And, that, yeah, that's a great lesson I've learned because I think... I, 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 like... I don't like burning bridges. Like, I don't like doing it. But at, at a certain point, it's like when you just like when I treat you with so much respect and like time and time again it's just not like mad and I I feel disrespected it's like I'm I'm like there's a certain point where I'm like I'm just forced to burn that bridge you know (laughs) like it's just like I can't because I feel like if you keep doing that it's more of like 
you're you're like treating yourself you're disrespecting yourself to a certain extent i don't know if that makes sense but you are you're like almost selling a piece of yourself yeah like this person doesn't they're not appreciating it It might not even be their fault like they might be have their own situation Yeah. yeah and uh I do think there is a time and a place to, if you have a, someone like a friend going through a tough time or someone, to take a little bit of that disrespect and like still try to bring them up. But there is definitely a cutoff where it's like, yeah, and it's I need like, to, I do need to move on and, and move forward here. And I think that's different for everybody, but yeah, depending on the situation. Like you said, that that time where where you move on is very like it's very situational, and I feel like it is this huge. Yeah. This big line in the sand that, like, depending on who you are, it, it looks differently. Yeah. I mean, I know people that, like, whatever, like, situation X happens where, like, they're not treated properly, like, and it's just, like, one and done, you know, where it's, like, mm-hmm. you do that once, I'm, I'm, I'm out. But then I, there's people that kind of in the middle, and then I feel like you have people like me where, like, I've kind of learned this from my mom, like, you're willing to, like, take the blows over and over again, and, like you keep forgiving and forgiving but like i should have i should have stopped forgiving four times before that you know <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. it's a, it's a it's a hard thing to learn i think yeah yeah i think it is i think that line's different for everyone you almost got to respect yourself yeah to the point and uh i don't know if forgiving it's i think it's different than forgiving i think you can forgive someone who does that i just I have I I think I have an unpopular belief about like injustice with people. I always I think like I always take a very psychological approach like like you can hate someone by what they do to you without knowing exactly what they've gone through. Yeah. And if you were put in their same shoes, you might have been doing the exact same thing. And I think you can take that to like extremes, like to extreme crimes. Like I'm a pretty well-off kid, very lucky, born in a good family, like, and now I have these values, great, yeah, and I'm thankful for that, but if I was born in the right environment, with the, with the, I mean, the wrong environment, with the wrong genetics, um, and I have people around me who are feeding me hate, there's no doubt I would be an absolutely different person. I mean, you're going to come out like a dick, right? I I mean, like, yeah, and I, like, I think, I also like to get deep. I mean, to, not to get too deep, but I uh, I think people do have some sort of soul or something. But I do think that's slightly unrelated to this in the fact that, yeah, your your biology, your psychology, um, and your environment are are going to influence you so much. And you really, even criminals, no matter who it is, I just think you got to um, you have to respect yourself, be safe, like don't just accept everyone because you don't know their situation but end of the day like get rid of that anger and hate over somebody just based off of what they're doing yeah so you don't know what they've been through yeah i think i think that's a good take because it's like i and i I think you're right i I think the the forgiving part that i said like just before this might might be the wrong word because like i think what i've come to learn is you can still forgive someone but still kind of like end the relationship you're having with them. Cause you understand that, well, yes, I forgive you. And mm-hmm. I understand like the things you're going through, but like you just disrespect me one too many times. And because yeah. of that, like I forgive you for it, but like just because for me, for my sake, for my health, like, yeah, I just, I gotta let you go, you know? Yeah. Like, and I, I really think, I think that's like the, you don't have any like animo like you're not hung on to the relationship anymore. Then you yeah. can kind of let go, 
become your own person and that person's not receiving any hate either and maybe eventually they'll turn around and and realize that was the right thing to do yeah but (laughs) yeah deep talks deep talks at the gym yeah, I like I like my deep talks, man. I do too. It's, it keeps it interesting, you know. You kind of a I know you're. I've heard the pod before, and your friends talk about it, like the soothing voice. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah you think so? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, well, I appreciate. Sing that, me to man. sleep or something. <laughs> yeah, you know, lullaby, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, know. I don't. I don't know, man. It's. I had I had something else I was gonna go off of. What did? I wanted to talk about your vacations too sometimes oh yeah we can we, we can, can get into those if but you if you had something else we can no we can get into that because I, okay. I unless it comes back i i think i just like, I, totally yeah, forgot about it but yeah tell us about it we're yeah, waiting man. the fans yeah, of the gym are waiting i mean yeah so the, that was the hiatus uh i saw i saw you like a few days before i left mm-hmm. at the gym of course that's where we tend to bump into each other <laughs> yeah. like, but um Jeremy's got like five plates on the bench. It's crazy. No. The whole gym's crowded yeah. around chanting <laughs> like, his name. Go, go, go. <laughs> no, I um so yeah, this summer to kinda kinda reward myself. I've 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 taken a lot of tips from like kinda grad students I know and I know that usually a PhD lasts like four to six years and you're kind of like hunkered in kind of locked in so mm-hmm. knowing that I was going into this I kind of wanted to kind of reward myself before all this begins and before like I'm kind of like locked into gear um mm-hmm. and just the aspect like I graduated undergrad like that's such a big thing yeah. that I still haven't I don't think fully appreciated because jumping right into PhD yeah yeah. I, I talked about this on, um, well, it's not out yet, but it's it's my last episode with my buddy Scott. And oh, okay. He, he went in, and he's got, like, he's got a full-time job, and he's making, like, good money. And, like, yeah. he looked back at it, and he's like, yeah, like, I did that, man. And I was like, yeah, that's that's true, man. Like, yeah. it, it is. And it's like, when you're in my situation, and it's no excuse, but I'm kind of going into this next stage that... It, it's still not like a job like nothing's really promised or guaranteed mm-hmm. like I kind of see it as like okay I gotta gear up for this next challenge mm-hmm. and I, I don't think I'm like gearing up for this and I'm not like you know looking back and being like whoa like I just I just did that though you know <laughs> like and I, I, I've been trying to like think about that more and how much that means because by no means was was undergrad a cakewalk. I mean, I think no. anyone that goes to college knows that. Well, in microbiology too, no less. <laughs> I mean, so. yeah, I, I think no matter what what you go into it with, I think it's it's difficult, you know. Yeah. And but yeah, that that's kind of like the background for all these vacations. And my mom to kind of start things off, like my mom <laughs> hits me up February. I'm just at my lab working and just getting the semester underway and. Um, like yeah like what's up like we usually like have like scheduled talks on sundays and usually when she calls me she's got like something she wants to tell me so i was mm-hmm. like yeah what's going on and she's like well yeah like i don't know if you'd be interested or not but <laughs> like i'm thinking we might uh i'm thinking about maybe heading to italy and um i was wondering if you would want to come with me and i bring the 
bring my sisters along too yeah. and i was like whoa like well my sisters her yeah. her daughters obviously but i was like <laughs> yeah like i'm i'm selling i don't know why this is a good question <laughs> like, I'm down. yeah yeah so we ended up we ended up i ended up setting that up and then is that your first time over there I'm yeah assuming. yeah yeah really really good time so that was wow i mean what made you say like wow what back. was like what was like the almost like the pinnacle that made you step back and even reflect more like yeah i think honestly just um in a weird way it was like the leaning tower of pisa for me really yeah i feel like everyone's heard of the pisa of course but i feel like that's uh that's a unique take no yeah no it is I, i went to venice florence and rome and uh, Leaning Tower of Pisa isn't in any three of those cities. It's in mm. um, it's in Pisa, and it's like a forty five minute train ride from Florence. And I don't know something about it. I got there, and um, keep in mind, like I've been, I don't know why. I think it was just a combination of like lack of sleep and getting adjusted to this time, since like it, it's like an eight hour time difference. Mm-hmm. But I was just very like. I, I was just like I've never gotten into this in my life but like the past like four days on this vacation Pisa was like kind of like halfway through the vacation and I'm still like I've been nauseous this entire time like just feeling like I want to like throw up this entire trip but like I it's at the point now where I know I'm not gonna throw up but like I'm just like queasy just kind of like sleep deprived and like have you talked about this before do you know why you were feeling so no I don't I think it was just a combination of like the time difference and like me not really catching up on sleep that's sure. like the best way i can describe it yeah. and um the lifts were catching up to you you're yeah i don't know if it was my, my, my body my body didn't like it. yeah my body like, what are you doing yeah lack of sleep or whatever but yeah. yeah i got there and um just just really really cool like obviously it's leaning and i, th- I thought that was kind of unique but I, just, I don't know why, but I just remember, like, going up. You can go inside and, like, pay. This is, like, 20 bucks. Like, everything there is pretty cheap for tourism, which is mm-hmm. which is cool. But, yeah, you go up on this spiral staircase. It's, like, 300 stairs. And mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm, like, queasy this entire time. You know, I'm just, like, feeling like I'm going to throw up. And I'm, like, when, when, you're, when you're there, like, I'm always, like, checking. I was, like, okay, if I do it here, like, is it? is it bad? And it's like, I'm going up these stairs with all these people. I'm like, if I did it here, like this would suck, you know, I just puke everywhere. (laughs) Like I'm going up these stairs and it was cool because since it's leaning, it's like some parts of the stairs are like really easy to go up. And then you go up, I don't know what side it was, but you go up the side that has like more of a lean and more of an incline. And it's like very difficult to get up these stairs. So I was just like constant battle and I'm like queasy the whole time. And we get up top and it's not even that tall, but it was like, (laughs) you're really not hyping it up. No, it was, it was like a very small thing, but it was, it was just, I was just like, wow. Like I'm, I'm standing in a building that's like a thousand years old right now. And like, they somehow like messed up i don't know just the architecture like they somehow like messed it up and it was just one of those things where like i almost i almost feel like maybe you had to be inside of my head to really like appreciate it but i was just like this is this is sweet and for the first time on the trip like i was like yeah this is this is pretty awesome like despite all the all the queasiness and everything yeah it was it was it was a fun time but um yeah, I don't. I don't know. I honestly, out of the, all the vacations I went on, Italy, Italy wasn't 
wasn't the best for me. And I think I, it kind of, all these vacations were life-changing in the way that like, I'm at a certain point in my life where I'm mature enough to kind of realize like, like kind of see when things are going to be life-changing and how it's shaped, you know, shaped me. And it teaches you different things, right? Each one of these vacations taught me something. And I think for Italy, it made me realize that I'm, I, I, I go to school, I hang out with so many people during the school year. The last thing I'd want on a vacation is to go to a place with even more people, I think was my big eye opener. And Italy's just tourist central. And like, I, while I like seeing Pisa and all these sites and stuff, it's like, I, I don't think I prepared myself. Like I, I expected to go out and just kind of like have my mind, like you talk about meditation and stuff. Like when I went out to Yellowstone and Glacier, like that was meditative, you know, like you get the landscapes, no mm-hmm. one's out there. You're, you're just hiking it up, doing your own thing. You mm-hmm. like, that was my, like, I don't know. I go on a vacation to like recover almost, you know, yeah. from all the, all the different things I beat myself up over throughout the year, whether that be classes or exams and going to Italy, it was like, it was a challenge, right? Cause I, I didn't, I didn't know the language. People don't like Americans there. You know, I don't, I don't know where the hell I am. Like, <laughs> so it was this whole big thing of trying to figure this all out while, while being dropped in, in a mob of like millions of people, you know, and it was, was that really stressful for you or were you more excited about it? Just the thought of everything being new. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I take this vacation for granted because people are like, people are like, dude, you got to go to Italy. Like, what are you, what are you stressing about? But it's like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Like, my mom paid for the majority of it, which, like, shout out mom for the one time. Like, that was, that was so awesome. <laughs> shout out mom. I, I, I would definitely go on that trip again. But just where the mindset I was at, like, I just finished college. Like, I just went through four years of, like, what up to this point has been my hardest point in my life. And it's, like, I don't know. I, I think my vacation more aligns with just going out where no one knows my name and even more so, no one has to use my name. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, like, I don't want to, like, in the aspect of, like, I I don't want to see people. Like, I just, yeah. I just want to be away, you know? Yeah. And, I think that that vacation was that was like the kind of lesson I took away from that was just that like when I go on vacations from now on like yeah there might be a time and a place where I want to go to a big city but like um, I think it has to be with the right people for sure and it has to be in a time in my life where like I want to explore a city and not and not see the vacation as a time to get away you know and rather see it as a time to explore some history or something like that i guess if that makes sense i guess do you see maybe it was just this vacation you see vacations more as like a time like self-reflect and like oh yeah big time or is it more like an adventure like to explore or both i think i think it's a little bit of both yeah Yeah. um if you get the chance well you and like anyone listening to this um there's a my buddy adam who i went on the glacier and yellowstone trip with he uh he pulled up like a McConaughey short of of I'm sure if you looked up like McConaughey traveling benefits or something like that it would it would probably pop up on YouTube but it, mm-hmm. it's just like him about like just for like a minute someone asked him like what do you think is like like why like why do you think 
or like see traveling is like beneficial in your eyes and he he kind of said that like it's a it's a chance to really step away from your responsibilities and in a way like you think about a vacation right like i always see a vacation as like a way to get away from any stress or any really challenge that you have in your life but like for me my vacation was going out and camping and mm-hmm. like that has that has a lot of challenges in its own right and i think when you're a kid you know like a vacation is truly what people think it is like you have someone taking care of you and you're also in like such a cool place you know i think mm-hmm. back in 5th grade i went to hawaii and like obviously my parents are still looking out for me so they're like doing all the planning and doing all this setup but I'm just along for the ride, you know, I'm yeah. like, I'm like in, in one of the best places in the world, debatably, and I don't have to do anything. And like, that to me is like, I think when people think vacation, that's what they think of. But sure. Like, when we went out to Yellowstone, dude, like, you got to put the time in, like, it, it really is like what you put in is what you get out, you know, like we had to do research beforehand. We had to make a list of all the stuff we were going to bring, like in a lot of aspects, like, it was it was more difficult than me going to class. Like, because I had to plan all this stuff. Yeah. Like, and, and on top of it, like, I'm pitching the tent every night. I'm sweating from going on all these hikes. Like, yeah, a lot of people would be work. like, yeah, yeah. Is this, this ain't no vacation. But, like, I think, I think, like you said, it was an adventure for me. And it was really a time to, to get to know myself better. Yeah. And I think a vacation... And McConaughey talks about this, but a vacation is like, you get this chance where, yes, you're, you're setting, making all this setup and stuff, but besides that, like, you don't have any deadlines or things you got to, like, chase after, you know, you're just out there and it'll, for me, it gives me a chance to really, like, reflect on myself and be like, whoa, like, I was doing that for that long, but that was, like, having a really, like, negative influence on my life Mm -hmm. and, like, I don't know, just stuff like that. I mean, what 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 is a vacation in your eyes? Like, what if you could, if you could go anywhere, do anything? Like, money wasn't an issue. Like, what would you, what would you plan to go on? Well, I think there's that's two questions. I think well, first I think vacation, like you said, is you almost get so caught up in life, like you yeah. do day to day, and it's almost automatic. You know what I mean? You go to work, you study. You do what you do. You wake up, you brush your teeth. So much is automatic and you can almost get so in the flow of life that there's no chance to step back and look at the big picture, you know? And I think those vacations are really a time where you, yeah, man. the only time really that you can actually step back and almost look at your life in third person. But going off of that, uh, top spot I'd like a place where I can almost relax, adventure. Yeah, like a combination of relaxing adventure. Somewhere tropical. Like, I don't know, the Bahamas. Definitely like maybe more like a lot of Latin American places, like I was saying, so I can use some Spanish. (laughs) I went to Panama before. Panama was pretty cool. Get your challenge in there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's funny. When I was in Panama, too, I was, like, trying to barter with all the street vendors in Spanish. Oh, gosh. They were like, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like, mm, 10? They're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but got them done. I tried my best. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's one thing if you're, if you're just, you know, conversating with them, but it's a whole nother one there. Like, yeah. okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let you speak shit Spanish to me until, until you start yeah. trying yeah. to take some of my money. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, they upcharge you too. They're like this white foreigner. Like yeah. I'm just gonna go five hundred percent. Oh yeah, off yeah. what you want it for. But even then, like I feel like everything's still fairly cheap there, right? With pesos and stuff. Yeah, you don't want to be disrespectful because yeah. at a certain point, it's like. Dude, like you're vacationing in Panama, we yeah. know you have something. Yeah, you can give them a lot I'm extra. I'm trying. Time. I'm busting my ass yeah. to do whatever here. You can pay for my hat. Yeah, it's just a little bit for fun, you know. Yeah, I mean, on the topic of that, like, what do you, like, what do you try to take when you're like on a vacation? Like, are you out for the adventure more? Or? I think what happens up happening for me before I let you answer this is like, I go out for the adventure, but then I find myself discovering something new about myself or rediscovering yeah. things that I forgot about yeah. myself, you know, in the, it, as I'm going on this one of a kind journey, mm-hmm. you know, I really think there's different types of vacations. Like if you're going with the boys, depends on like your initial intentions. Like I'm going with the boys to have a good time and then you just have a good time and it's, it's fun. Yeah. But you're not like, I'm not like reflecting. I'm just, um, trying to have fun. But, uh, yeah, I think a, a good vacation is uh, going into that with the intention to maybe maybe get really focused on that that third-person view of your life. And it's uh, I think those moments, too, are they hit even harder when you're, like, overlooking, like, some grand scenic part of the earth or something. You know what I mean? Like, you're really reflecting and, like, you're looking over the Grand Canyon. Yeah. It's something just hits a little different. Like, life feels so real. And it's, like these billions of people on earth all busily doing everything their daily lives yeah. require them to do but you're here on this mountain this is life and what do i want my life to be yeah kind of thing that's exactly what happened when i went to glacier bro yeah glacier national park is like like pretty close to the canadian border in montana um it's like two hours south of the canadian border i think and um have you have you heard of glacier before I've it's kind of a slept on park, but like, yeah. I'd, 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 I liked it better than Yellowstone. Just really? there were less people and oh, okay. it was less touristy and more like, yeah, more like mountainous too. Mm-hmm. I like, like if you're going for mountain views and you were just a diehard mountain guy, like go to Glacier. Okay. Like it's, it's awesome. But that was like the exact thing that happened to me, which is just so crazy. Like I, you, you like take, I mean, we, we drove like 20 hours out here, man. And we're just like grinding and like, <laughs> yeah. we didn't, we didn't stop much. And we're like wired off all these energy drinks. Cause we just wanted to get there so bad. And like, we finally get there and we get to these views of these mountains. We're not even in the park yet, but we're like two miles out of the entrance. And we're like, dude, like me and my, my, one of my like best friends from back home, Adam Pansky, he's like, yeah. We're like, dude, like, we made it, man. And we, like, pull over. We can see the mountains. We hop out. It's, like, raining. Yeah. We don't care. It's, like, yeah. we're just, like, I mean, and we hop out there, and I, I look at that, and neither of us are really talking. We've taken a couple pictures, but I'm just, like, man, like, right away, I was, like, I just feel so small. Like, you feel so small out there. And something about that just, like, it just, like, clicks in your head, man. And it, like, mm-hmm. I wish I could feel that every day. And Mm -hmm. I I think it's like, you talk about like, uh, there's like, you know, all the Oculus is coming out and stuff. You're, this is like totally (laughs) sad. Like, and they're trying to like replicate like these scenery, this like grand, like huge, like, Oh, here's the mountains in the Oculus. And it's like, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll try it out. I will, but I'm, I'm almost guaranteed that 
you're not going to get... You have to be there, man. You can't, like, have your buddy on FaceTime, like, look at this, man. It's just, yeah. like, there's something out there, like you said, just being out there. And it's, like, real. Like, it's right in front of your face. Like, you feel like you just reach out and grab it, you know? And mm-hmm. it's just, like... I don't know. I told Adam, I was, like, if, if some park ranger came up to us right now and's like, yeah, I know you're only a couple miles out of the park, and I know you guys, like, spent it, uh, 24 hours in the car, but, like, yeah, like we're going to have to close the park for you guys. Like, you guys just have no business being here. Like, if some guy came up to me and said that in that moment, I would have been like, I wouldn't even have been mad. Like, it made that, that alone, I've, I've, I've always like told him and I've told other people like it, that just seeing those mountains like made it all worth it. And, let alone going on all those hikes and stuff, man. Like, Wait, so the guy didn't tell you the guy? No. No, I was no. for a second, I was like, oh, damn. But I, I thought about that. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. if some guy did do that, like, would I even be mad? And I was like, I don't think I would be. Because yeah. it's just like, like you said, it just like, it makes you feel so small. And from that, you can like, you start making all these different conclusions about society and how it's all like hustle and bustle, but it really doesn't need to be like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And then you started kind of looking at yourself and just being like, like how, what I kind of touched on, like how, how important it is to like really be yourself. Cause you quickly come to realize that no one else in this world is entirely like you. Mm -hmm. And if you're trying to be like a confident person, like taking that to heart and like using that, as kind of like your core belief is like I think like one of the main routes you can go to like just just like allow yourself to be more confident because you're like Mm -hmm. yeah like there is no one else in the world like me and Mm -hmm. instead of looking at it as kind of like a negative it's more of like a positive like uh, I don't know if that makes sense it resonates with you at all but I think it does a lot yeah I also think like it almost stimulates this like idea of really like thinking about like what am I living for like what is my life and where do I want my life to be like I feel like we just by like we where we get pushed around by society or the people around us like we almost live a life for someone else a lot of the times yeah and it really sets you back to like I have one life you know what I mean like I'm gonna die in 60 years 70 years, whatever, yeah. maybe tomorrow. Yeah. You don't know. That's a, that's the craziest part so about it, yeah. It's, you gotta, and then it's like, and now how, how do I want to spend all those seconds and all those years? Do I want to be slaving away at a job my entire life grinding? Maybe you do, and that's, and that's fun, and everyone has to make that decision for yourself. It's like, or do I want to be making moments like these and um, it's just living life to the fullest? Yeah. I don't know, everyone really has to decide that for themselves, but... And kind of get, bringing it back to the, what, what was it called, the game theory? Yeah, game theory. And it, it almost seems like it's kind of, like, conflicting in a way, right? Because, like, like that theory is based on you kind of living your life based on what other people do to you. You kind of see what I'm saying? Like, like you initiate the respect, right? And then if you yeah. get it back, yeah. then you make a different decision based on that. And it's yeah. like... It's like, I, I like the theory, but, like, to what point is that, you know, like, 
to what point is it just like I'm just gonna do me and if you don't like that then like too bad type of deal you know like I like that I think I like like I'm gonna do me I'm gonna like follow my values what I think is right and if you don't if you don't agree with it let, let's talk let's have a podcast yeah. and then maybe I'll change my views but maybe I won't and maybe I'll give you a finger and you'll give me the finger yeah and we'll go out. I mean I just think uh sticking to your values sticking to your principles and then and then um being open to change them yeah but but definitely having that moral compass and just going through life that way is, yeah. is how I like to live yeah that's good and then and then it gets on the aspect of yeah like like you said you stick to your values but then what do you tell that person that like grew up with like what we were talking about like grew up in that hateful environment and has just come up with terrible values yeah. like what I would what I would perceive to be terrible values it's like do you tell them to just be themselves and and just kind of like you know un- unapologetically be them even though it's like you're probably not going to be liked by a lot of people, you know? Like, Well, I think it... I mean, there's some pretty deep topics that come along with that. I think yeah. one of them is, do people have... Are you born with... Like, are you born with knowing what's right and wrong? Is everyone born yeah. with with some core values? And I think, majorly, that's true. Like, I think you can grow up in doesn't matter the situation you grow up in with the first time you like murder someone you realize that's probably not a good thing right stealing you probably feel guilty and i think over time if you keep doing the things it becomes less and less of a big deal but i think everyone has some core values that they can base off is true or wrong but at the same time like we said before i don't judge people by making the wrong decisions because i understand that these people grew up in an entirely different world than me and, and I in would the, do oh, the same man. thing. In the moment, though, that's one of those things where it's, like, so hard. Like, oh, yeah. Even, like, yeah. when someone, like, I don't know, like, cuts you off on the highway. You're just like, yeah. <laughs> oh. You're just like, bro, yeah. what are you doing? But then it's like, you have no, like you said, you have no idea. Like, maybe, like, their, their brother just died today. And, like, they're just, like, so out of it. Or, like, it could be anything. And it's like. I would take it even a step further. The fact that they did do that is already a result of something no matter how minor and if you were born in that situation you might probably do the same thing like no matter how minor like even even if something is internal versus or external instead of internal like like even if they made the conscious decision to do it versus like they just had a bad day that still could be a result of things that are completely out of their control and I don't know if that made a lot of sense. No, it does, yeah. Yeah. So how, I guess, like, it seems like you have some experience with this. Like, what do you usually end up doing when, like, something like that happens? Like, well, I'm, I don't want to come it off like I'm some saint or anything. Well, no, know? but... <laughs> I'm not, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I no. mean, I'm sure you're still going to get pissed when someone cuts you off every now and again. Oh, I get pissed like, all the time. No, I, uh... Like, ideally, if, if you were to, like... If you were to have, like, your ideal outcome, like, how would that look? Like, someone, you're, you're going... You're minding your own bed. You're in the middle lane. Like, no one can really... I love the middle lane because, like, when you're driving, like, no one can really mess with you when you're in the middle lane. Like, you're kind of just doing your own thing. Like, if you want to pass me, go in the fast lane, you know? Like, and you're just minding your own business in the middle and, like, some speed racer from the fast lane just, like, 
pulls pulls into the middle and like slows down like ideally like how would you want that situation to go for yourself like well, what would be the thoughts that are running through your mind when that happens you know? i think a couple th- different things come up like like in the long run i i won't judge them i won't hold on to hate but i also have like self-respect so like like if someone goes up on the street and punches me it's like it's game on you like but I don't, like, I don't hate you. Because you disrespected me. But you disrespected me, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to stand up for myself in this situation. But end of the day, it's like, I don't hate you for punching me. I don't know what you went through, but it's like, I got to look out for my safety. And yeah. I got, I've got some pride too. And I'm going to stick up for myself, you know. And I think I like, I like, I try to balance those things. That's what I yeah. think is the interesting way to look at it, I guess. No, that's, that's really, that's really, I've never, I've never, I guess, like, heard it walk through like that before, because, like, I think society is, likes to, like, throw around the word hate, like, it's just, like, some, another word, but yeah. I feel like hate is a very powerful word, like, when you, if you look up the definition of hate, like, it's, like, big time negative, like, if you yeah. actually hate someone, like, <laughs> I mean, that's no joke, like, I feel like people are, oh, yeah, I hate that guy, it's, like, <laughs> Do you yeah. really though? Like, if if you if you like had a chance to save his life, like, would you? Yeah. Like, you probably would. Yeah. Like, let's be real. Whereas, like, if you actually hate someone, like, I don't know if like. Hates almost just as much like energy for the person who holds on to it versus the person that they actually hate. You know what I mean? It takes so right. much energy to hate someone. Yeah. At the end of the day, too. And for what? You know, like. I don't know. <laughs> But I think, I also think, um, like a big topic of free will too is really related to this and judgment. Like, uh, depends if, um, if you think people have free will or not too. And if people don't have free will, that's a whole different, different world of looking at how we judge people and how we have the justice system work and how we look into, like, there's like a little bit of like the, like, cancel culture too right now that goes into this that like if someone does something wrong online like 20 years ago we're gonna shut them out and never hear their voice again and well in some cases that might be beneficial for society in other cases it's like people change people develop people have different factors that influence who they are i mean yeah i guess not to go like too into depth about it but like would you mind me asking, like, what what's your take on, like... On free will? Well, free will and just, like, I guess the cancel culture scene. Like, do you think it... Do you think it is valuable? Like, or do you think it may be more flawed than valuable? Or, I, I think, know. like, anything, I think the initial intent was good. And I think it's been taken too far. Um, I think, uh... I, I, yeah, I'm really against the idea of, like, we've, I've been just reiterating this over and over again, yeah. but driving the nail home, but I guess, like, just the idea of completely, like, having hate and judging for someone, and you have no idea how you would act, I'm very against, but I am totally for doing us doing the action that's beneficial for society, um, but taking all the judgment out of that, so, like, like, dude, you stole something, you uh you have a fucked up I'm dropping F bombs. You have a messed up uh family situation. Uh we we understand that we don't hate you, but we can't have in- everyone stealing in society, so we have to do this, this and this. 
You know what I mean? But it's not like, I hate you, you're getting out of here, let's, you know what I mean? All yeah. the energy behind that, there shouldn't be any energy. It should just be purely like, this is what we have to do for society, and this is what we'll do to move forward. And then we can also be like, okay, why did you do this? And then maybe make decisions and actions so you won't do this in the future. Yeah. So. I like that. That's good. Is that what you think about it? Or do you have a different take? Yeah. I, I'm just, I, I'm picking your brain a lot here because like, I, I think you just think differently than a lot of like, than a lot of other people I know, to be honest with you. Like, I think people, people. I'll take that as a oh yeah. hundred <laughs> I think people like, people let their emotions kind of, take a hold of them especially when it comes to like things that make them or might like set them off you know they kind of like let the let the rage and all that energy kind of like flow into the person that did that to them which mm-hmm. i think what you're getting at is like maybe that's not the best move and it's better to stay kind of like like even keeled and really evaluate what's going on independent of mm-hmm all that, all that that might be going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess my view is, yeah, completely take all the judgment out of it and just completely, um, and focus on what needs to be done for your health and for, for your self-respect, which I would tie into health. So, like, take all the judgment out of it, but just do what you need to do for, um, for what's beneficial for society and don't let anyone, like, hurt you or your family. Right. Because... There, there is like it really circles back to what we were talking like there is that point where you, you need to cut things off you can't let things keep coming into your life yeah I I even th- I like the punching situation because I think majority of society would look at that as you get punched for no reason apparently no reason some guy just comes up and punches you in the face like I think majority of society would be like yeah I hate that guy like why did he do that you know like he had he had no right and of course like majority of people will will come at that person but it'll be more more so because not because like they disrespected you but more so because it's like that hurt and i want to like get my revenge you know like immediately and like i don't know if that's i mean i don't know i guess there is no right or wrong per se but i don't know if that's like the ideal way at least for me to like how to be looking at that yeah i not to keep going on this topic, but like, how do you, what do you, what do you think about like, what do you think about like revenge as a whole? Like, do you think sometimes it's justified or should it not really be about that in any case? Mm. I think there's a, there is a time and place for justice. Um, so I guess what's, you got to look at like, what's the, why do people take revenge? And it's because they want justice for a wrong that was done to them. And I don't think, I'm not saying that people can do whatever they want. And just because they were, grew up in a bad situation that everyone should just forget about it and like say like just because you grew up in a bad situation it's okay i'm saying we do need to do something and sometimes that does involve punishment um but it's for the purpose of making that person 
a good Samaritan, uh, making yeah. that person ready for society. So in a perfect world, no, revenge is not the answer, but there should be justice, and that should be dealt with through, I think, the legal system at the time. At the same time, saying that, like, if I got really deep, like, if someone did something wrong, like, someone my family member, there's a good chance I'll probably come after that guy. You know what I mean? So, like, there is a little bit of an internal conflict there versus what I think is right and what, like, what I think what I want to do right. is yeah. is do it that way and have it handled. Is it always handled like that in society and justly? No. Does the legal system always get it right? No. There's a lot of room for improvement there. But, but yeah, in a perfect society, definitely, definitely no revenge. Yeah. I... I, I think because I, I feel like revenge in its in the essence of it is kind of fueled off of that like emotion again and you're kind of mm-hmm. you're kind of letting your emotions get the best of you but I think one thing that also just came to my mind I think is cool is is you go back to the punching scenario random guy comes up punches you in the face third person perspective let's say I punch you in the face for no reason you come back at me and punch me in the face Third person be like, oh, yeah, Ben took his revenge. You know, he punched him. I, he punched him back. But first person looking at, like, what you were saying, like, you didn't really see it as revenge. You more saw it, like, no, like, I'm not getting revenge on you. I'm, I'm getting my justice because you disrespected me. Like, yeah. and I think there's a big difference in that where I think it, revenge is, like, you yeah. want that person to feel, like, how what, what they did to you kind of thing. Yeah. Which is just, like, I mean, I, I don't know, that's, something about that just doesn't sit right with me, I don't think, you know. I think it's, it's, the, it's, it's really the holding on to, like, the hate. Yeah. It, that's, like, truly what I think, almost the embodiment of hate. You punch me, and I just have this burning hate for you, but I don't think that's the right thought, because, because you don't know what that person went through. Yeah. But... I think if I'm more, like, maybe later down my years, and I'm not 21, and if someone yeah. punched me, maybe I'd, like, reflect, and I'd be like young man like this isn't the answer and i wouldn't do anything maybe i'd turn to this master miyagi type guy like right now i like you just take it yeah and maybe i take it but right now i'd be like no i I respect myself it's not even about justice at that point at all it's like i i just not gonna let someone treat me like that yeah you know what i mean but uh i still don't hate the guy yeah to reiterate again okay okay kind of a funny thing (laughs) what if what if like a like 400 pounds what if like a david goggins punched you in the face like, <laughs> you just he just saw you and he like are you gonna he just disrespected you like are you, are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna even bother to try to punch him back i mean there's a difference like yeah like well i'm looking up my safety if like i'm looking up yeah this right? giant like, guy. like you just take it then or what you know? well if i'm gonna die i'm just gonna <laughs> run away you know what i mean <laughs> but yeah I had to throw that in there. That's pretty good. David Goggins punched I'd probably just shake his hand. Yeah. Like, nice to meet you, man. <laughs> Such a big fan. You get the black eye. You're like, you yeah. It, like, yeah. Oh, gosh, man. Good dude. I don't know. I guess I guess we can kind of pull up from the deep brain if you want to. <laughs> I'm with it. I, I had to pick your brain a little bit because I can tell. I don't know, especially for 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 someone your age, like your your maturity, bro, is just like insane. Like, you think so? Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Man. yeah. 
I love I love having talks with people like, yeah. like you. Like they can they can hold these conversations. Conversations. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. So I had I had to take you off in the day. <laughs> you made me think about it. Yeah. 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 Watch me walk down the street right after this. And some yeah. guy. Oh my god. <laughs> Jeremy, oh help! <laughs> But what you got? I guess you said you came. came I came prepared. prepared. I did my yeah, homework. Yeah. yeah. No, I was just. I wanted to. Uh, I was looking into some of the questions we have. So, what do you think about like uh, self improvement, and how are you? Are you big on that? Do you kind of look at like, like goal? I know you've talked about some goals in previous podcasts, yeah. and like spiritual, physical, mental. Like, how do you how do you improve yourself? Kind of what's maybe a perfect day, or maybe some things that you do that uh, really work for you? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good question. I, self-improvement. I don't know. I, I, I did this thing last semester where I... I would, each week, every Sunday, I'd, I'd write down, like, a list of, like, 10 goals that I'd want to mm-hmm. achieve by the end of the week. And it'd be, like, kind of small things. Like, it'd be more starting like new routines like reading a book every night before bed instead of maybe i don't know like scrolling through instagram or something just things that i would see more of a personal benefit in doing Mm -hmm. um so stuff like that um but it kind of devolved into i wouldn't even say it devolved i would say like evolved into just doing one goal a week because what ended up happening for me is I'd I'd write them down on these flashcards right and every night I'd go through and be like did I do that 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 and it gets to the point throughout your day where you're like you 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 set out so much expectation for yourself that it's almost like this thought of trying to remember all of these and then let alone carving out all the time to do it because mm-hmm. I'm already a busy dude like yeah establishing 10 goals into my life is just not a reality but what I've realized is like for me personally focusing on one thing throughout that week like um I'm trying to think of an example like one one routine I've I've incorporated over the years is like every morning before I go to the gym like I'll I'll start a warm up and just like crank out thirty push ups right away and that's something that like I like like to think especially on like a chest day or yeah. any arms day like really like stretches stretches everything out up here and like I said it gets you warmed up but mm-hmm. I also feel like I'm like building muscle as a result yeah that's like the first thing I do before I before I go to the gym I'll I'll go and um. I'll, I'll brush my teeth. I don't actually, I don't, this is kind of off topic, but Huberman put me on this technique. This is like a, this alarm is like a, like a light. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've heard, but like to like hyper speed essentially like wake you up. What you do yeah. is just like, you don't want it to like hurt your eyes, but in the morning, cause your body's based off like, like, Zero. have you told your viewers about Huberman already? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, uh, you could. You could say. You could I'll just say, say and show us. Yeah. Knows it. Yeah. He's a so he's a neurologist and an ophthalmologist at Stanford. Yeah. And he has a, a free pop, free uh, free podcast. I can't talk. Um, it's free on Spotify. I'd recommend it. I'm sure you would too. Yeah. Um, checking it out. Basically, like he combines scientifically backed information into 
daily habits and yeah. actions you can incorporate it's into so your life. Cool. And I think what you're talking, one of the big things he talks about is sleep and it's super important. And off of that is getting sunlight right yeah. away when you wake up in the yeah, morning. Exactly. It's involved in your circadian rhythm and your cortisol release, which is one of the hormones involved with stress. Yeah. So, uh, so I'll let you take it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly what you said <laughs> going off of that. Like you wait, I don't know. Most people wake up and it's light outside. Um, but to kind of like speed up, I think doing this will increase your cortisol levels, but mm-hmm. I have this alarm that I, I think most of you are probably familiar with it at this point. It's not that popular, but it's this alarm that instead of going beep, 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 and just like pulls you out of sleep in a very like violent and just not very natural way. Like mm-hmm. this alarm will slowly get brighter and brighter, like yeah. 10 minutes, five minutes before your alarm. So yeah. hopefully you can you can wake up in a more natural, natural like state. Um, I used to use it for that, but now it's gotten to the point where I see it glow up and it's like, it's like immediately it's, it's like a, a dreadful thing. And I'm like, Oh no, oh, I got like 10 minutes. Yeah. So right away I'll like flip over in that corner <laughs> and get my 10 minutes. And then yeah. they'll, then like once it gets to your time, like the alarm will go off okay. and I'll end up waking up violently anyways. So yeah. maybe that's a goal I can incorporate once I see the light. Just get out. <laughs> but yeah. what I'll do is once the alarm goes off, I'll just stand in front of my bed and this is weird now because you're like seeing I haven't even told anyone this but yeah yeah, I'll just like wake up and I'll just like stare into this super like bright light and I'm not even kidding dude I don't even think this is placebo like you give yourself so I set it for 550 by 552 I'm done like looking at it and I'm like I'm like ready to go and then I'll, I'll just go like brush my teeth and then I'll come back from that, crank on my 30, and then head to, go. head to the gym. Okay. I'll look into that. That that light seems like it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even today, I... I uh, Not sponsored. Yeah, this morning. Yeah. <laughs> no, this morning, it, it's a... Yeah, if people are interested, I guess. It's like a... It's a Philips alarm clock. I forget what it's called, but if you go on the Philips website, look up alarm clocks, you'll find it. It's round... It's very, it looks like it's, like, straight out of 2050. Like, it looks very, like, futuristic. Yeah. Um, but, oh, yeah, I forget I forget what I was going to say now. But, yeah, just, I, yeah, this morning, I, I had a, had a few beers with, with a, one of my, one of my grad students last night, and, um, I set my alarm for, like, 6.30, so I didn't, I didn't get to the gym today, because I was, I was pretty far a ways away, but, yeah, you hate, you hate to see, you hate it, to see it, but, um, yeah, I, I set my alarm for 6.30, but I, like, I woke up naturally at 6.20, and whenever that happens where I'm in this sweet spot where it's, like, the alarm's only, like, five minutes away, I'm, like, it sucks, but I just force myself to get up, yeah. and almost always, like, I feel better, yeah. and that's what I try to replicate with this clock, it's, like, yeah. if I can get the light to wake me up instead of the noise, something about it just... Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it just right away it sets you up for a great day, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that is something that indicates a good day. I always struggle with that, like not hitting snooze. Yeah. Like, there's you gotta like there's that willpower moment it like, is. where you can either hit snooze or just take it. And it's so hard because you're so drowsy. Yeah. And like you somehow convince yourself that like this is gonna this is gonna lead me to have a better day. And, yeah. Like you're gonna somehow wake up feeling more refreshed uh, from 10 more minutes of sleep. Never true. Yeah. It's never, never it's the never case. Right. 
but I don't know you I guess we were talking about goals and yeah like I said I'm, I'm a big goal setter you you also mentioned like when you introduced the question you said something about like your perfect day mm-hmm. and I I like I like talking about this because I think it's interesting like and again this is like a big a big like loaded question but why I won't even like introduce a topic I'll just say it but like why do you think every day can't be like the best day or the perfect day Oh, I didn't say it couldn't be. I just said what would what would your perfect day be? What like um Yeah, I guess I guess that assumes that I guess I don't know your opinion on it. Do you do you think every day I should start like do you think every day could be the perfect day? I think it can be. I don't I, think I'm, I do. I don't have perfect I'm, days. Every I'm I'm totally on board with but, that. But uh yeah. I think a lot of people would disagree with that and say that not not every day could be the perfect day, but I I think I also think um, like a kind of sort of in the realm of what we were talking before, like a more stoic concept, like yeah. can do things that are in your control. So like, I don't I try not to base my days off of like the success or yeah or the secondary factors. It's all on what I've done and what I was able to do that was in my control for that day. And based off that, you, I definitely think you can do almost everything in your power to have a good day. And that's, yeah. that's the best day. That's actually something I've really had to um, work on for myself. That's Being able to uh, yeah. detach my emotions from external rewards and bring that self-gratification to the things that are in my control that I'm doing. So, I guess, like, how do you, how do you go about doing, doing that? I think it's a confidence thing. I think, and I think you just got to start doing shit. And uh, I think it develops after you start doing shit. You get you get some confidence. You go to the gym. You go to the gym once. You're like, yeah, it's pretty good. You go to the gym twice. You're like, I'm kind of the man. Yeah. You go to the gym for like four months, waking up at five fifty every day. And you're like, this world ain't got anything on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm David Goggins. So, and then uh, it, I think it's I think you can go through those those exponential growths and those exponential declines. Yeah, and everyone goes through both. Through the slopes. But you try to minimize the declines and maximize the gains, and and uh, and I think you're living a pretty good life. Yeah. The thing, the thing I like to touch on that. I don't know. You get you get to this type of person like like me and you that have these like. Like pretty solid routines set out, especially for exercise. Like. And, the thing that this vacate these vacations kind of made me realize was that like. I took such a big break from it that I forgot like how much exercise had done for me. Mm -hmm. And it's like something that I think people don't talk about in this is that like you, after months and months and months of this, you get, you get in that routine, you get going, but then like all those effects you get after, like, I don't know, for me personally, after a workout, my mind goes numb like any, like I talked about, like any decisions that are confronted with me throughout the day, it's like, boom, I just like, I just like trust my gut. I don't really think about it. Cause like mm-hmm. my mind doesn't really let me think about it. Cause I, I'm like very like even, like even keeled in that aspect. But like over time I grow acclimated to that. And then like, I forget that you almost like you forget you're kind of the man you forget like that's been my biggest thing that I still haven't figured out is that like I am out here working up at 550 and I am like 
immediately doing one of the hardest things in my probably the hardest thing what I would consider to be the hardest thing in my days yeah. going to the gym right in the morning on an empty stomach and like just getting a lift in yeah and after you do it for so long you forget that like not everyone's doing that and it's like yeah. how do you kind of remind yourself that like not to compare yourself to others but just like I guess remind yourself that like you're out here doing that you know well, I think I, I still try to, as much as I can, focus on um, what's in my control. So if I keep going like that, I'm doing it in my control. It's almost like a tunnel vision that I like. Like, all the, all those worries and stuff kind of are blocked off. I'm yeah. Like, I'm just in my zone. I'm just doing my thing. So some of that doesn't even come in. But uh, I also think the you have an inertia of it. It gets easy. It's really hard at first, and it gets easy over time. And then you do it long enough, and then you start seeing the results, and you're like... Look in the mirror, you're like, hey, my biceps are yeah. bigger. And you're like, I, like I did this. that. Yeah. yeah. You're the, like, that's me. And then once you get that, I think it's, it's for a lot of people, it's game over. That's all it takes. You just got to get past that big hump. I think Kevin Hart said it. It's like the hardest thing to do is to get up in the morning, work your ass off all day at something, and then wake up the next morning and be just as shit as you had as, at it, as you were the day before. Yeah. You know what I mean? And these things, like the great things that you want in life, they don't come, like, tomorrow. They're not easy. Everyone would do it if it was easy. So you got to be real comfortable with doing something and trying really hard and not having those instant results. But I also hate talking like this, too, because, like, I'm just like everybody else. Like, well, yeah, like, we know. I get worried we, about we it. I'm worried, that, but... but I'm not trying to be some, like, I don't know, philosopher no, that yeah, has it all figured no. out. But I'm not saying that. Land but... my land what I think is right yeah right yeah, yeah. I guess yeah like kind of kind of getting after af, like at that like how do you cause my my biggest thing when I struggle with now is kind of like reminding myself that like I am that dude you know like I am out here like chasing yeah. after what I want like and it's so easy for me I think to get locked into this state of like I'm in this routine and if I if I somehow don't get a workout in like I'm like the worst person ever even though like oh, I've been going for on yourself. Yeah, yeah but like even even less about that and more so about like what what if you have been like doing and hitting all your goals and doing all that like how do you remind yourself that like you are out here doing that and you are like kind of living your dreams out you know like well, I don't know if that just takes self-reflection or what. Yeah, I think it does. And I think that's, like, a really important part of the self-improvement process. Like, yeah. we even talked about, like, we're just circling back, like, taking vacations. Like, getting out of yourself. And it doesn't have to be a vacation, like, you go to Africa. Like, like just go for a walk. and Look at, reflect at what you're doing, where you were, and where you've come. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think meditation, for me, has been... I try to do that. I'm not as consistent right now. I'm trying to get yeah, back into it. Yeah, it's very difficult. I've, I've had, been I've, off and on for yeah, a while. I've had periods in my life where I've, I've been dialed into meditation. And, and from those moments, I get, like, you get, just get this, like, powerful sense of self-awareness and, like, appreciation for where you are, for me. When, when, so. you, when you meditate, like, what do you... What do you, like, think about or what do you focus on or try to hone in on? Um, there's some apps I've tried out. I know there's one by, like, Sam Harris, who does, he does, like, he's a famous philosopher, and he runs through some meditation stuff, I think it's called, like, Mind or something, which is, which I've done, which is good, and he talks you through, um, 
just like metaphysical stuff about life while you meditate and it's kind of cool i usually just sit down and just only think about my breath and like dial all thoughts out of my mind but that leads you to this like yeah. kind of self-awareness yeah. yeah it really does yeah because that's what i usually do too yeah do you do you get the same thing or no i i don't i like to be i'm a big guy on like uh, like disconnection and like being disconnected from like my phone specifically and like coupled with the fact that i'm very i'm a very like old-fashioned guy something about old old things i'm yeah one of my favorite feelings oh yeah Yeah. i mean there are a lot of things the light Um, yeah i think just the aspect of recording things instead of like no ac no just kidding yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's a delicacy that i think i'd want but yeah yeah it's uh that was a good one that was a good one no i i i think that yeah i I like i like meditation to just be like what you said like it's as simple as just like i don't know you don't have to do the "Mm," like your fingers (laughs) or whatever but it's like you just find like a position that's really comfortable for you and um i just yeah all you do is just focus on your breathing and it's funny because what that does in your mind i think what i've kind of come to realize is it only it has your brain focusing on one thing and because your 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 eyes are closed so and you're automatically you're muting pretty much all your other senses and you're Mm -hmm. just you're telling your mind hey you've been You've been all over the place with your mind all day today. You've been focusing on a million different things. And you don't even realize, yeah. 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 Now let me just... Can you just focus on one thing? <laughs> and I like to do it at the end of the day, too, because it's it's like... It's almost nice, man, because you're like, wow, like, I don't... Nothing else matters except... Yeah. The the, the O2 that's running through my lungs, you know? And yeah. I don't know. It, it, it Another thing I find interesting is... Normally I'll do it like kind of sitting up, like just crisscross applesauce and I get a different feeling doing it that way versus me like just like laying down on this rug and like, Oh, you lay down and you do it. Sometimes I do that and I I won't even fall asleep, but I'll get in this like weird state where Mm -hmm. if I'm like really stressed, I'll do it laying down. But if I'm like, if I'm feeling like, okay, and just kind of like chill, I'll do it like sitting up and I'll get very different. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, but like, kind of like body responses based on that. And should look into. Uh, have you ever heard of like yoga nidra? No. I don't know. I probably don't know enough about it to talk about it on a podcast. But I yeah. think it's. I don't know if it's Huberman or Sam Harris or one of those prominent, um, like, educators in those areas. They like develop this like thing. It's like this weird like meditative sleeping state that they put you they talk you through in and apparently there's some good literature on it that after you run through it you feel really energized and ready to go it's like 20 minutes is like equivalent to like over an hour of sleep or something like really so it's just something to look into that's nuts yeah Yeah. i should check that out yeah for sure yeah i don't know i i i don't know all this talk has made me want to get back into meditating and try it out again because i don't know it's so easy to just to kind of just, I, I'm very much so, like, the guy that can fall asleep wherever he wants. Mm-hmm. So, like, I fully know that at the end of the night, like, because I do see meditation as work. Like, it's not, I don't think, in a weird way, like, it isn't easy. Like, it takes, it takes energy and focus to, like, hone in on that. Totally, and yeah. It is easier to just 
just jump right into bed and fall asleep. But I, I end up finding myself like feeling more refreshed in the morning if I if I meditate before I go to bed, mm-hmm. which is like what do you when do you normally do it when you do it? When I do it, I do it in the morning. Okay, you do it. Okay, yeah, just like ten minutes. Because I always find myself getting sleepy if I do it then, which is weird. Yeah. Because is it like right after you wake up? And then I'm no, like, it's after the gym. Okay. Yeah. Just try to get it all like, all in a domino. Yeah, So I can right. just knock them down. Yeah. <laughs> all the self-improvement stuff out of the way. But, uh, yeah, meditation, gym. Cold showers is the other thing. Oh, yeah. I've been on that. Yeah. 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 Me too. I think that's been really beneficial. I've, uh, I started like kind of slowly cranking it down but i've gotten to the point now where i'm just like yeah if you can the best thing i can best advice i can say is like if you mentally prepare yourself what i usually do is i'm like i kind of get like fired up like right before i'm about to do it i'm like yeah this is gonna hurt but i'm gonna feel great after and i just send it i'm like i'm like (laughs) yes like let's go i know know? exactly what you mean yeah yeah there is something about it i don't know it's like even like there's like there's been times where like i turn it on cold and then I, like, sit there for, like, sometimes, like, 10 minutes. No way. And I'm, like, no, really? dude, I do not want to go into the shower right now. You know that's, what I mean? Yeah, I usually but just like, do it for a couple minutes. But that's that's insane. Oh, no, no. I mean, like, I wait behind oh, it. Like, I'm, like, oh, don't want to go in. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there. The water's running. And it's and ice like, cold. It's ice cold. Yeah. Like, I really don't want to do this, man. Yeah. But then the minute you get inside and you actually do the cold shower and you get out, it's, like, the best feeling. It is. You're, like that's right it, it reminds us like that's right I am that guy yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 but I think uh Huberman does talk about that too have you listened to his stuff on I don't think showers? I've I don't I think really watched. there's a he has a couple stuff but like temperature is way more important to humans than I ever realized too really like uh goes from like your cold point to when you're sleeping and waking which is like really important how and when you get up and your cortisol levels and everything but like even a cold showers and ice baths versus like um, metabolism is the biggest thing I think from cold showers it really uh, benefits your metabolism and uh, like speeds it up or I don't even know like I don't like these these topics like I'm not yeah really. like super scientific so I just know what he says <laughs> some of the time and I kind of just trust it I mean not for being a business that. guy you know quite a bit about that <laughs> but uh, yeah the metabolism and then what was really interesting what he said is it matters more like you can either like stoic like sit in the cold shower and just take it or you can shiver right and you said shivering actually boosts you get more metabolism benefits by shivering hmm. more health benefits so like. What? Don't resist the shiver. Idea. That's so weird. Cause that's definitely what I yeah. do. I go in and I'm like, yeah, let's go. Like sometimes I'll even if I know I'm like in the house alone, I'll go like, yeah, baby, let's go. <laughs> you kind of get into it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you just kind of take it. I mean, I'm sure it's beneficial either way. And yeah. then you, uh, and then it's like best to like just air dry it out, like just tank the cold and let it like dry off of you. Obviously, that's not realistic because everyone has to like yeah. do their thing. That's also a thing for ice baths, though. Like, just, just like, let it evaporate yeah. off of you. And then uh, I think the other interesting thing was uh, if, if someone's listening to this, too, like fact check it before you go into everything. Yeah. But but uh, the if you do, you don't want to do like a cold plunge or anything like that. Like right after you lift, like some of that stuff kills your gains actually. And I don't know the hundred percent the science of it. 
but he got Huberman does go into. Yeah, it. I think I have heard that. Yeah, and I I don't know if that's applicable to showers too, because I like doing cold showers after I yeah. lift. Maybe just to a lesser degree, but if you're training hypertrophy, maybe that's something to look into as well. Yeah, I, I have heard it has like, because well, I think Huberman and Rogan have been on. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I think Rogan brought Huberman on yeah, once, and, so. yeah, he talked about that, I think, that it could actually, like, because cold, obviously, will decrease inflammation, but mm-hmm. I guess some studies have linked that, too, like, especially after, they, I think they said, like, before you lift, it's good. Like, yeah, cold showers before yeah. a lift, and then you get that inflammation. Or, like, a couple hours after you lift or something. There's, yeah. there's definitely a yeah. time frame. Yeah, there. which is yeah. also interesting, but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then also there was another podcast I looked at. Their performance was increased when people wore, like, cold mitts over their hands before they did exercises, too. They were doing, like, a new study on it. Like a, what in the world? Yeah, like, you're... Like, a lot of the reason, I guess, you, like, get super tired and stuff is because you overheat. So, oh. like, keeping your temperature in check, like... So, like, if I, like, lifted in, like, like a refrigerator temperatures. Like. Yeah, and they said, like, you, uh, like, your, uh, your hot spots for temperature, like, that regulate are, like, I think it's, like, your feet and your hands are the main ones, and you're, like, your forehead. Oh, really? So, if they, like, they, like, put, like, these cold mitts over people's hands, which is kind of funky. It keeps them, like, and, uh, from sweating a lot. Yeah, and, the, and on the podcast they talked about it, this guy was doing, like, dips, and they, like, tested the, the amount of dips he did, and it was, like, some crazy, it was, like, 3x the amount of dips he could do when he used these cold mitts or something. What in the world? So, science is getting weird. Dude. That is. That's <laughs> nuts, man. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, yeah, Especially me, the big science guru. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess we've been chopping it up for a while. Is there anything yeah, else you'd like to talk about before? I, I guess what are you uh, what concluded? are you most excited about? What's the biggest thing in microbiology? What are you uh, what are you looking forward to in the next next year or so? Besides, obviously, getting involved in grad school here. Like, in what in what? Uh, Just a general open ended. So it can be about anything. Yeah. What are you What are you excited about? Dude, the first thing that comes to mind. I mean, we've been talking about it this whole episode, but just. I've been in Wisconsin my entire life, bro. Like, yeah. The way I see going to Denver, bro, it's like, it's like, it's a permanent vacation. Yeah. And with that, like we've discussed, like, I'm going to learn so much about myself that I can't even like comprehend. Cause I feel like me and you are at a point where like, and I think I'm this, this is going to be on record. So it'll forever be here. <laughs> but like, I think I'm just the most naive person in the world, but like, I feel like I know a decent amount about myself. You said every 20, like, something you Dude, remember. I do. I feel like I, I have it figured out. Yeah, you know, yeah. I really do. I died. And I know probably six months from now I'm going to listen to this. And yeah, be like, you're, you're so stupid, Yeah. But, like, I really, I really do, man. And I know Denver is going to do that. It's going to really yeah. force me. It, it gets back to that thing, man, I think. One of one of the one of my like, I'm a big quote guy. Like one of my, like quotes that I that I hold like really close to me is that, like, is life really life without the struggle? And I think that's a quote that like. Write that above my wall. Dude, it, it's it's interesting because I'm like, I don't know. You you'll go, even on that like my ideal vacation, right? Fifth grade me going to Hawaii. My parents have it all taken care of. I don't have to do anything. 
if I did that today, I feel like I'd feel like a bum. And I, cause, and I think part of that is cause I'm not putting myself through anything and I'm not, I guess I'm not really like proving myself and I don't need to prove myself of anything, but like something about every day, like, like what Goggin says, like getting up on the, that horse and just beating the, cause he like runs every day, you mm-hmm. know, something he's like, yeah, running's the devil. I hate it. I hate it so much. But every day I get up on that and I kick its ass every day. And like yeah. something about that, I think just like, it's just like how we're wired, like having a challenge that you've kind of like put in front of yourself and then overcoming it, man. It's like, yeah, there's nothing like that. Yeah. And I think I kind of see Denver as that. Like I'm, I'm forcing myself to kind of get out of my comfort zone and yeah really just put myself out there and I know that it's one of those things where it's kind of like float or sink you know and, yeah um hopefully I'll be floating you know? <laughs> we'll see. yeah you gotta have to trust yourself on that but I've come this far and I've I've floated along and you were still flowing. Yeah, I would say I'd maybe even surfing at times. Like, oh, <laughs> well, we got it all figured out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Like. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited to see where you go. We yeah. end up. Yeah, yeah, I am too, man. It should be, it should be good. How about yourself? What do you? You got one more year. How do you do? One more year here. As yeah. as the old as the old geezer, man. <laughs> that that the senior year, man. It's just. Yeah. You're gonna that first day, man. Like. It's gonna be weird. Oh man, and uh, and and literally, snap of your fingers, you're gonna be walk, you're gonna be up yeah. there with your cap and gown. Like it's, it yeah. goes by so fast, man. I mean, I'm just really excited about everything right now, and uh, I'm excited to start some classes, learn some interesting stuff. Yeah. I got some personal projects I'm working on, and uh, and uh, just meet some new people, experience the rest of college, and then get on with the big boy stuff. Yeah. Get a job, so. For sure. Looking forward to it. And seeing this guy in the gym at 6 a.m. Yes, <laughs> Not for much longer, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Let's believe I'll be sending you some games. <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah. Out in Denver. Show you my setup. You and, should. Uh, my apartment's got, like, a a little lifting jam, but between me and you, I'm not I'm not sure that's going to cut it, bro. Well, you got the elevation up there, too, so you'll be yeah, training on less oxygen. That's yeah. true. Yeah. But, like... If the dumbbells stop at 50s, like, that's going to be a problem, you know, when I'm, when I'm yeah. getting huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah. yeah. But I guess concluding the episode, is is there anything else you'd, you'd like to say? For I mean, thanks for having me on, man. It was, it was a great time. Yeah. It was good talking to you. For sure. All right. I'll hit you with the daff up. Good talking with you. Good talking. All right. I think we're back and rolling here. This is decent. <laughs>